another episode of Rose Tinted Reels. Spooky Prepare edition. To, oh yeah, was my voice not spooky enough for you? Yeah, no, did. it was more seductive than spooky. Well, I was going for spooky, so I've been doing it wrong in the bedroom this whole time. I've been going for... Have you been flipping them? Yeah, I think maybe I have. Oh, that, that's an eye-opening experience into your, your dating life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I have to apologize to all my previous lovers. Um <laughs> And uh, this has gone off the rails really quick. (laughs) Look, this is Rose Tinted Reels. We're doing our Scream episode, and we're also welcoming a new guest to the show, Kaya Clay. Our Scream queen herself. Hello. Hi. (laughs) I don't know how to, like, come in greeting, like, hello. Like, that's weird, right? Well, you're practicing your NPR voice. Hello, Sydney. Is that better? Very good. Very good. (laughs) I think you could have another take. Give it another take. Oh, were we like, this is editing? No, no, no. no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, we're, we're casting you for this movie and you're, you're doing this voice. Let's hear it. Oh, God. Um, Come on, do your ghost face. What's your favorite scary movie? Yeah, that sounded lame. They would not hire me for this role. Yeah, well, it that sounded was like good. maybe you took like a shot of bourbon and you were kind of a wuss about your bourbons and then, you know, you just kind of had that little rasp going. You just called me out. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been sneaking bourbon? <laughs> I can't eat. I can't drink bourbon to save my life. That's that's a painful. Tastes like fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, do you have any personal news? Anybody to update our listeners on? They're very interested in these things. I'm sure they would be if we had any. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't have too many terribly new and exciting things going on. Uh, I will say that I got a very adorable um Disney lounge fly backpack that says just married and it has a little veil on it because you're married you're a married person that's so weird and we're going to Disney World on our honeymoon so it seemed appropriate sorry I laughed at you again (laughs) I didn't mean to that was honestly not intentional I'm gonna get like a carry complex they're all gonna laugh at me (laughs) so let me ask you a very serious question Uh uh-huh what is a flyback backpack? Loungefly. Lounge it's a brand. Okay. It's a designer. Sure. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No. I thought this might have been a type of backpack, and I was just... No, it's... Uh, they're specifically... Uh, Loungefly creates themed bags. Um, they do them for Disney, for some horror movies, for Harry video Potter. games. Yeah. I gotcha. But they're, they're precious. And they're made out of flies that have just been lounging around, hence the name Loungefly. It's easier to catch the lazy flies. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. All right, so let's go on to podcast news. I don't have anything. Do we have any people review our podcast on the Apple Podcast? Give it five stars? We didn't, but some mm. podcast news is that we're still going strong with our golden ticket giveaway. Um, so find the comment about the golden ticket giveaway, like it, like us, and subscribe, and you could get a Blu-ray DVD copy of one of our reviewed films, and an autographed pair of 3D specs. Yep, it's very exciting. And also, you can just uh, do the decent thing and go on to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review and tell us exactly why you either love us or hate us. It doesn't matter. Or you could also tell Zach why you do not believe you're a coward, because Zach has a theory that people who don't leave five-star reviews are cowards. Well, cowards. That's, that's kind of twisting my words, isn't it, a little bit? <laughs> I said the people who rate us a five star but don't leave a review those are the cowards ah well i love whoever rates us well because that means they enjoy us and are not just seeking comment notoriety however we want to know you're out there Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i think you just have a lower bar a lower bar of expectation from our listeners i hold them to a higher standard 
I think it comes from uh, years and years of uh, negging. Oh, have you fallen victim to a lot of negging? What is negging? Oh, when what? someone treats you, you know negatively to make you more needy and more like I have seeking. Never heard like of your that. your oh, your hair looks really good. You should wash it occasionally. Oh, like a backhanded compliment. Kinda, kinda, yeah. kinda, but it's typically used on men with self-conscious women to make them feel insecure and appreciative of any kindness that they receive from them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would explain my whole dating history. <laughs> <laughs> if only you'd known about this before. Oh, man, I should have read more Gloria Steinem. Exactly. She, she talks about it extensively. <laughs> chapters and chapters. <laughs> Okay, so uh, anyway, do anything else for this section of the pod? So after this episode, uh, we're going to be doing one more spooky film it'll for be, the spooky it'll, it'll, season. It'll be the finale to the spooktacular Halloween seasons. It's true, and uh, because I feel so passionately about my spooky films, I've asked Zach to loosen the reins on the rules for just one special movie. It was really hard for me. Emotionally, I, I had a hard time putting a newer movie into this podcast, but I so, relented. So we'll, we'll describe it towards the end of the podcast, so stick with us, but it released in 2013. Oh, so modern. So modern. I cannot believe that it was almost like, you know, 10 years ago. <laughs> Let me seven. Like seven. 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 Speaking of 1996. Yeah. Are we going on to act two, Inside the Real? Well, I, I, I think it'd be great to get a little bit of history of Miss Miss Kaya for the podcast. Because we, we introduced her name, but we don't know anything about you. Well, fun fact, this movie came out in December 1996. I was not even a full year old yet. What? She is a baby. I'm a little wee baby. But some pretty interesting things happened in this year, which... I think is great because this movie kind of doesn't encompass it all, but it's such a great year for this movie to come out considering all the world events that happened. Mm-hmm. So we'll start off like light and easy before we get to the really rough stuff that happened in nineteen ninety six. Okay. But I still just want to know about you. Oh. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> I Give forgot us your traumatic me. backstory. Um, well, my parents got divorced when I was six months old. And then you got bitten by a radioactive divorce attorney or something? I wish, but that did put the bug in me to go to law school. So I'm hey. in law school. I've got a year left. It's painful. I don't suggest it for anybody. <laughs> but you've weathered the storm and you're about to be a high powered, you know. Something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the hope. That's the goal. Yeah. Live the dream. Yeah. When they say alcoholism is a thing among lawyers, boy, is it. I have never heard that expression before. <laughs> well, you're not a lawyer, see? It's true. You know? I'm not part of the cool kids club. You haven't been indoctrinated. Cool kids drinking club. I mean, lawyer club. <laughs> so is it your teachers that give you the alcohol or do you have to like go to the cafeteria to find it? The cafeteria? We don't have a cafeteria. We're not, we're not that great of a law school. Um, but there definitely are events where there is free alcohol and they do fig- they figure it out that students will show up to events if there is free pizza and free alcohol. Which more people- I went to law school in the first place. <laughs> it's like the uh, Cartman rule. More people are likely to show up if there's punch and pie. 
That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Literally, I went to some event planning committee for something, not in law school, but related to the law in general. And they said that nobody will show up to the event if there is no alcohol for free and there's no food for free. Don't even bother planning it. (laughs) That's fair enough. I'm glad I brought spinach dip. That got Kaya to come. (laughs) It's the only reason I'm here. (laughs) You know, actually, the same rule applies to running events like 5Ks and marathons. People, alcohol? Yeah, they always have alcohol at the end, and usually like oysters and clams. It's really strange. So I know that at some marathons, they have a beer at the end um, because it replaces uh, some of the things you lose while running. Like they'll, your dignity. Yeah, like dignity. <laughs> um, they'll also have chocolate milk because apparently that's a really good thing to have right after a run. But I can't think of something I want less than milk. I can't think after. I would want... I mean, like, I don't run in general. I think that's gross enough. But adding oysters <laughs> to the mix is just not... <laughs> no. It's very odd. So I've done, I've done a few 5Ks and usually there's alcohol at the end and some sort of weird like oyster or something like that. My dad's done marathons, like full marathons. And I've been there and they just... It's alcohol is a big part of running. Maybe it's just know. because I'm so fat, but no, you, you you're know not when. Fat. But when I run, it it doesn't make me want to eat right away. But it's like I just something odd and slimy. Like I love raw oysters. I will slurp those suckers down. But I can't do it after a run because it's just like you're already kind of like swallowing snot balls. And that's kind of what swallowing an oyster is like. So why would you want to eat it? I think you're doing it wrong. I don't think the oysters are meant for you to swallow. They're meant to put over your nipples because they hurt so much from running. Oh, so that's why they had string there also. So you could make a little bikini. Are are you an Andy type? Is that, that like with the chafing from the office? Oh, right, where he's, like, yeah. bleeding. <laughs> he had to put, like, Band-Aids over. Oh, God, it's starting. <laughs> I just, like, any time I wanted, like, any time I wanted, any time they brought up running in high school, like, you have to do the mile run or something or the whatever that. Presidential fitness. The pacer test where they make, like, it's, a, like, a series of beeps. The best way to get out of it and make your male gym teacher uncomfortable so that he can't say anything is, it'll hurt my nipples, they'll start to bleed. The <laughs> second you say the word nipple, they can't do anything. Is that well, a, a legally I'm, binding thing? No, or, okay. but I, I dare a male teacher to question you on your nipples. Isn't See, also another good one PMS? That's what I've always heard. Like well, you say no, 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 not PMS, because oh, really? PMS is technically before the period, not during but going back to the office didn't pam use that excuse with her gym teachers didn't pam she is say a that? terrible character i don't like pam there's a, a lot of this is crazy talk <laughs> there's a lot of fans who feel that way that pam is actually an antagonist well in the seventh season kind of i am ke- team karen all the way actually i'm with you on that i did love karen she was pretty awesome although i'm also team pam so i, I have a hard time here i just don't i'm like- team dwight yeah. Dwight and Angela, I they had a so good too. relationship towards the end. Now, I will say she's a cheater for someone who's a very judgmental Christian, but... Isn't that how it always works? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I judge you. You don't judge me. Only God can judge me. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're not on Atheistic. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast. <laughs> Veering off course again. So I'm really happy to have you on. I feel like you're going to bring a nice perspective, and I think a counterbalance to Chris being on in the previous episode... See, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's. I was wondering where you're going with this. He has, <laughs> he has a film degree, so he clearly knows everything. Well, see, that's so, the thing, and I'm hoping I'm that you're going to come at things since you're uh, you're uh, more close to my age. Maybe you'll have seen the same sort of films and haven't seen the same sort of films that I have. Maybe you'll have a similar perspective. I, I what I'm trying to say is I'm looking for someone to back me up. 
<laughs> well, I think I come at it. For, well, so Chris is my lover in the nighttime. Lover. So, but there is they an feed age- each other goose meat. <laughs> Is that what lovers that do? What Again, I keep doing things wrong in the bedroom. I haven't been feeding people there, goose meat. There's an old SNL skit with uh, the creepy people that call each other lava. And they in the, are, in the hot tub? They're sitting in a hot tub. Yeah. And they're the Jimmy talking. Fallon one? Yeah. It, well, yeah. It, it's Will Ferrell. Yeah, but Jimmy oh. Fallon's also in the and hot tub. And he just laughs the whole time, yeah. so it ruins the whole thing. But yeah. but yeah, so Will Ferrell and his lady are just sitting beside each other, and they're like, and we would sit by the fire and feed each other goose meat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, back when Will Ferrell was funny. Oh, but pour some out. I think what's interesting for me is like this movie came out a year after I was born, so I didn't watch it maybe until I was like ten years old. So I was way into the two thousands at that point. So it's mm-hmm. I didn't get to experience the nineties like other people did, like my like my lover Chris did. Yep. <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> uh, you don't have to use it. You can do something I else. I don't know why I said it, but man, man friend. There's a, there's an age difference there. So like he got to experience the nineties, and I got to experience the nineties oh, and the two thousands. And he's going to be sure to tell you that he experienced the 90s at every opportunity oh every opportunity mm-hmm. he was what like which uh, what era was he when he had the super long hair was that 90s i think that was 90s chris i would think yeah, yeah. 90s, that sounds chris. 90s i've seen pictures of high school chris he was kind of a dork oh we're all kind of a dork in he, high school not me st- he still is a dork he loves to play this he's gonna listen to this and kill me when i come home he loves <laughs> to play this i'm mr cool guy james bond facade no <laughs> absolutely not well he can't hide that from his lover in the nighttime but <laughs> yeah to everybody only, else you can't play mr cool pants all the time you have to that's let true. your guard down yeah that's true not me though see i was cool in high school i was not i i've heard counterpoints to this from who liars well <laughs> i was i was mr i owned that high school that is not true because i know people you went to high school with and they had never even heard of you <laughs> <laughs> wait what are you talking about this guy i used I to was date talking about this, guy, this guy this guy oh. I used to see in the night and went to the same high school as you at the same time well what was his name was he also I'm not, I'm not naming names <laughs> all right well i'll cut this out see this is going to be a cut point all right what <laughs> no i i showed you pictures of him See, I bet I'll you show didn't. You after. I bet you didn't expect this to be very uh, Wait, gotcha journalism. Is this really? Are we really cutting this out? Because I can. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, out of respect for the identity of the man that's trying to defame my position in high school, I'm just going to give you the sound of me humming for a moment. All right. Then we're going to go back to me being totally respectful and keeping an even keel in the face of adversity. Well, I don't remember him either, so he must not have been so cool. Yeah, you can cut this whole part out. <laughs> okay. This is a, maybe make maybe cut out the part of me making fun of Chris because <laughs> <laughs> no, that's definitely staying in. And we, I'm, I'm this, the cut stopped right before you said that. So I'm, are we allowed to curse? Yeah. No, please. Fuck yeah. No, no, don't ever swear. It just, it's just his delicate fucking sensibilities. <laughs> All right, so inside the reel. So what was going on in 1996? Oh, boy. This is my favorite part. I, I prepared for this. I'm so excited. Do you, do you want to... Let's go in a circle. A round so like, you, you do a thing. Allison will do a thing. I'll do a thing. We'll just go around. Yeah, let's do it. All okay. right, so you start us off. So do you want me to start with like the craziest thing that happened that year, or do you want that to be like the grand finale? I think you should start with your favorite fact. Keep in mind, if we're going around the table... One of us might accidentally hit one of your facts. Okay. Yep. Well, 
This is my favorite, and it's also the lightest one on there, but it had such an impact on my childhood. Arthur debuted on PBS. Oh, I love Arthur. Arthur being... The the aardvark? Yeah, that fella. Yeah, Yeah. that fella. We said in unison, the (laughs) aardvark. I'm trying to remember his theme song. You know what's funny is the more I try to think of it, all I hear is, what's the story, Wishbone? It's it's like, like, hey. Hey, what a wonderful time of day. Yeah, that's it. Where you can learn to work and play and get along with each other. So you just set me up for that is what just happened. You what? knew. No, I didn't. That I, was it. I, no, yeah. I, no, I, oh, I've seen the show. I couldn't remember the theme song until you started. Okay. Me. Well, yeah. that's it. You're welcome. Uh, so divers find the ancient port of Alexandria. So uh, I don't know much about the port, but I know that the port of Alexandria had actually sunk. Um, and it's an, uh, an entryway into... She's doing hand gestures. I know. Great I... for radio. <sighs> Describe your hand gestures. You're shoving, like, so, spam back into the can. Yes. That's what it looked yeah, like. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm doing. Kind so of. I, I wasn't prepared to talk about the, the ancient port of Alexandria, but uh, it, it is off the coast of the Nile, and it was an ancient trading port. Um, so the it sank, and so they had... Tried to speculate where the entrance of the port actually was, and so when the divers found it, it clarified some historical contextual things. Really? Does Zach? Yeah, I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let me tell you this movie releases of the year mm-hmm. got your Independence Day, mm-hmm. Twister, mm-hmm. Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, 101 Dalmatians, Nutty Professor, The Birdcage, Time to Kill, The English Patient, and Star Trek First Contact. I love the birdcage. I do too. But who won Best Picture that year, Zachary? Do you know? I really hope you know, because I don't. It's Braveheart, a movie I've never seen because fuck Mel Gibson. I haven't either. (laughs) I have, and I I conclude that you don't need to see it because it's not actually historically accurate. Oh! Well, I, I, I also say fuck Mel Gibson, but I would like to see it some point i'll have chris is scottish at some point i'll have to watch it <laughs> just go to real scotland any any scot with their salt knows their own just news. go there with some blue paint and like <laughs> they'll know what to do <laughs> uh get offended no <laughs> there's a what, oh man i missed paint joke. their posteriors there's trolls <laughs> there no what's the blue, what? what's the well blue so now you now you're getting racist what are the, no like there's, there's troll yeah the smurfs that's oh, okay. it <laughs> Thought you were trying to racistly say that there were trolls still living in no, Scotland. I was like, no, like trolls, like the troll dolls. <laughs> okay. You're a troll man. You're a troll man. You see a, a ginger guy walk by. Oh, it's a troll. Children, look. Zach, don't look, talk about look yourself. Look for the gem in his belly. Look for the gem in his belly. If you rub it, you can make a wish. How did he get out from under the bridge? Isn't he supposed to be? So anyway, that that's all I had. What do you have as your next piece of uh, 1996ness? This is very, very sad. And uh, Tupac Shakur died. Well, oh. so people say. I mean, yeah, that's it hasn't been proven. No, have, have we <laughs> they seen? They don't a, have his body. Have we seen a body? <laughs> I haven't seen a body. Zach has not seen a body, therefore they are not dead. In, that's always true. Mm-hmm. If I haven't seen the body, they are not dead. I kind of wonder proof? if in Zach's world, there's just a lot of zombies going. Around. <laughs> <laughs> They're not fully dead. No, not until I see them. That was also the year that the Nintendo 64 released in Japan and North America. Uh, speaking of Japan, that was also the year that DVDs launched in Japan. You stole my fact. You stole one of mine. Well, let's fight about it, Kaya. All right, throw down. Oh, <laughs> I got a kicker, man. This, that, 
That's really bad considering what I'm about to say. Sean Panay Ramsey was murdered. Oh, oh that's so. Why would you have set it up that way? That's <laughs> no, crazy. Seriously, me too. <laughs> I've got such a kicker. You guys are going to love it. It's a hoot. Death. I'm sorry. Cheesy peasy. I'm a horrible person. Right, someone's got to win an award for having like, the most morbid news. Yeah, really, though. <laughs> oh, there's more. Okay. But that's like. That was such a crazy thing to happen in like pop. Well, not pop culture, but like. The way it was sensationalized on news media. Yeah, and to this mm. day, it's still a thing. So, I mean, that was pretty crazy. There yeah. was a really interesting um, documentary-style um, film that came out on Netflix about the Jean Benet case, mm-hmm. uh, casting Jean Benet. Yeah. It was very good. Mm. Um, and they just take different approaches. They fought, hire different actors, different families, to go over all the different theories surrounding the murder of Jean Benet. It was her brother. Yeah, did anyone solve it? No. I, they, I think it's kind of wildly popularized, the theory that it was the brother and the parents covered up the brother killing. What about Cheryl Baskins? Did she do it? That bitch. Isn't it <laughs> I still Car- haven't watched Carol? that. Car- it's Carol Baskins. Whatever. Cheryl that Baskins. Cheryl Baskins. <laughs> That's her sister. <laughs> she also did it. Oh, freaking Cheryl. <laughs> so I don't watch dancing with the stars but is she doing well on that show she so i don't watch it either but this is the best thing i've ever seen in my whole life so she is famously accused of murdering her husband at the time right Mm -hmm. so the dancing with the stars airs and it's like a big deal because not only is it cheryl bat or carol (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl chriselle stouse from selling sunset the biggest like reality show on netflix right now big BFD, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And then the first commercial break is the family of Don Lewis, her murdered or her supposedly murdered husband, begging for answers and begging for people to come out with proof that Carol Baskins murdered their <laughs> father. Whoa. And it's like it they they must have spent so much money because like what Dancing with the Stars is on ABC, like that's a big network. They yeah. must have spent a disgusting amount of money <laughs> to air a, an ad during her Dancing with the Stars spot, begging people to come forward saying that she murdered their their. Dad. I like that though. That's good. It's petty, and I live for it. So I haven't seen the documentary it's about the the, the, the tiger wrangler. The yeah. I can't watch it. It's not. It's it's. At the time it came out, it was great because the world was in such shambles that you needed a distraction. It was it, like it. It's kind it was. of. It's right. It's still <laughs> in shambles. But what makes me really sad about it is the glorification of drug use, the glorification of just batshit crazy people, and like we just love, we love to see it. And like everyone's like, "Free Joe Exotic." No, he was a terrible human being. They're yeah. all terrible. Why are we giving these people our time and money? However, I gave them lots of time and money because I bought some T-shirts. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is uh do as i say not as i do yes exactly yeah. but it's looking back on it now it's it's bad it was a big cultural touchstone and i completely ignored it while it was happening <laughs> yeah chris did too chris refuses yeah it's just uh, at the the basic 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 level without the scandal and everything it's still about people being abusive to animals yeah and on that fundamental level i can't get behind it Oh, no, no, absolutely not. Murder the people. I just d- don't touch the animals. Speaking of, on in 1996, Dolly the sheep becomes the first mammal to be successfully oh, cloned. Dolly the clone. I remember that happening. I was in geography class, I believe, when I heard about this. He raised his finger like a scientist doing a eureka when a he said that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's also the blizzard of 96 in 1996. I know you're shocked by the name blizzard of 96. <laughs> 
But in Maryland, we got uh, four feet plus of snow. I also remember that. So uh, you know how much I love my murders. The Menendez brothers, brother, blah, blah, blah. the Menendez brothers, are found guilty of murdering their parents. Who are or these one people? of them named Cheryl Menendez? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know the Menendez brothers? I don't remember I don't their so. name. It was like Lyle and something. Uh, Lyle and Eric, maybe. Uh, they're just some rich white boys that decided their parents were giving them enough money to do rich white boy shit, so they murdered them. And then, like, tried to blame the gardeners. I don't know the full story, <laughs> but it's like a whole thing. Well, that sounds Lyle. great. Well, you know, life's hard for everybody, especially including their parents, <laughs> especially the parents and the gardener, uh, probably. So uh, that was also the year that Wannabe came out by the Spice Girls and was number one. So that's very similar to Murders. Mm. Can you sing a little bit of My it? My ears were murdered. I'll, I'll tell you what you want, what you really, really want. I said, sing a little bit of it. Oh, well, that's how the beginning starts. If you want to be more Oh, I know that song. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jeeves was formed <gasps> on this year. Oh, I so love that. Funny Jeeves. story. You know how the commercial, like, everyone's doing something and then they ask Jeeves a question? I thought that's how it worked because that was, like, before, like, Google and Yahoo were really popular. Right. So I thought you could just ask a question and they would give you answers. And I couldn't figure out why it was just giving me websites to click on. Right. <laughs> so I was I was a uh, an advocate for Google before, like, when everyone was into Ask Jeeves. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being in whatever grade I was in, like, middle school or something. And I was going into the library and the librarian was like teaching us how to use the internet mm-hmm. and like how to use Ask Jeeves. And I was like, oh, and Dogpile was another big one. There was another thing called Dogpile. I remember Yahoo and uh, that sounds like a porno. It yeah. kind of does. <laughs> I think we all laughed at it. But, <laughs> but I was like, you should use too. I was like, you should use this thing called Google. Well, also that year, and this will be Zach will like this one a lot. Oh, good, oh, good. Steve Jobs company NEXT was purchased by Apple Computers. What? Get out of town. Mm-hmm. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the last one I have is that uh, IBM's Deep Blue computer defeats chess champion Gary Kasparov for the first time. Mm, very nice, very nice. Um, Bill Clinton signed the Comprehensive nuclear, nuclear Test Ban Treaty at the UN. We had the Iraq Disarmament Crisis, and Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, was arrested. Ted Kaczynski? It really was a very <laughs> it's a bad busy year. year. <laughs> it was a busy year. Please someone write a book about this year, because what of a murder. whirlwind. Yeah, lots of murder. Lots of murder. Yeah. I'm a murder. All right, most. so I think you win the prize for having the most morbid news. Uh, celebrations. <laughs> uh, and applause. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. This is the height of my life. <laughs> I think it's time for actual synopsis, our synopsis. Uh, do you want to hit us with the real synopsis first, and then Kaya will come in with some false synopses? <laughs> Absolutely. Right. So, um, the, the actual synopsis for the film. Uh, a year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorized by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. So, would you like me to say my fake one first? Yeah, I want to see how you go with this. Four words. Meta murder for millennials. Ooh, I really like that. Yeah, that was four words. Just yeah. count. Just making sure. Yeah, thanks for keeping me on Oh, track. God. Um, uh, teenage boys pent up sexual aggression leads to murder. And That's they suck. And they suck and at they it. And they suck. 
They kind of do. They're they so do. gay. Like one one thing I really appreciate about this movie, and I rewatched it last night just to like freshen my mind, was like when you see the ghost face character running around, they are so gangly and awkward yeah. that it it kind of like it has to be one of them, right? It has to be a teenager at least. Yeah. So Matthew Lillard has come back and mocked himself he for how it. how he looked in the film. He's like, my head looks so tiny. He also Who is said, this? Uh, Stu. Uh, Matthew Lillard, plays, the guy who plays Shaggy in the Scandal. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's also in uh, 13 Ghosts, which I oh. love him in 13 Ghosts. Yes. Yeah, he's just, that. he's an all around great, great human Tony being. Tony Shalhoub yeah. is in 13 Ghosts. Yeah. Who? Tony Shalhoub. Monk. Monk. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, Sh- uh, Shannon. Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. Who? So Kai and I actually I, I don't became know. See, that's friends. See, that's why we have this podcast, because you don't know. <laughs> so Kai and I actually became friends at a horror movie convention. That's, and we went to a Shannon Elizabeth uh, Q&A at the horror movie convention. Was she the, the first one? Because I know we met Matthew Lillard together at the first one. I think she, 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 was, she was at the same too. one. You're right. Yeah. There was, was a, a, a 13 Ghosts reunion. <gasps> yes. <laughs> So who was the last person you said was a lady? I she think. had an Elizabeth from from um, Thirteen Ghosts. Oh, she was also in American Pie. Oh, yes. was she? Oh, and she was Nantia, in... the the one that uh, all the boys loved. Yeah. And am I crazy in saying that she's also in Love Actually at the very end? She's one of the American girls. I think you're right. Mm. Uh, it was her, and then there was also uh, Denise Richards. <gasps> yes, Denise Richards, and then the one girl, the the other blonde girl who was in um, she was in Road Trip. Yeah. yeah. Was she in Eurotrip, Amy though? Smart, I think. Her- no, I could be wrong. Amy <laughs> Smart? She was in Crank. What is Crank? What? That's the Jason Statham movie. It's one of the best movies ever. It's like Crank. the one where he needs medicine to stay alive or something. Like, yeah. Because his heart's it's, gonna explode. It's the most is he, an, is he an American citizen? <laughs> No. Jason <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was making a joke about our healthcare system. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, he, but he does steal all his medicine anyway, so it's fine. Okay, fair enough. Uh, no, it's a great movie. It's the most goofy action movie you're ever going to see. Like, he genuinely, like, in the first movie, he has he keeps having to inject himself with things to keep himself alive. And so he's just, like, going around killing people, running people over, his boners coming out of his, like, medical <laughs> gown and stuff like that. It's crazy. <laughs> I feel like I have seen this, actually. But I'll have to... If you say Jason Statham and Boner in the same sentence, it's definitely worth a rewatch. Yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, so we're past the synopsis now. Let's get into some trivia about the movie. So Drew Barrymore continued to accidentally dial 911 because the prop master forgot to turn off the phone. <laughs> Actually, so the cops called back in the middle of filming a scene. And it's like, why do you keep calling and screaming? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to ask you to stop. God damn it, Drew. <laughs> so actually, on that note, this was supposed to be my last one, but uh, I'm going to put it here because it's kind of relevant. So all the killer's phone calls were really done by Roger Jackson on set with a cell phone. And at one point, the crew were contacted by the police demanding to know who that was because they thought he was a real serial killer making calls to people. Well, to play on that, Russ Craven never let the cats meet Roger Jackson because Mm -hmm. they didn't want them to know what he looked like because if anyone knows what Roger Jackson looks like in real life, he's what, like 5'6", and just the most lovable person ever. See, I wasn't sure that was why. I read that, and I thought it might have been... He's not an intimidating man. No, he kind of looks like um, Roger Moore, or not Roger Moore, uh, the uh, director of The Lord of the Rings. Um, Oh, Peter Jackson? Peter Jackson. Oh, now I wonder. Secret theory. Maybe. Are they related? related? Yeah, brothers. <laughs> um, so I actually met him at Roger Jackson, not Roger Moore, or, <laughs> or Peter Jackson. <laughs> or Peter Jackson. Uh, I actually met him um, at- What about Percy Jackson? Sorry, go ahead. Lightning Thief. 
he's an Olympian. Uh, I haven't met, <laughs> haven't met him or the creator of the books. Rick Reardon. Rick Reardon. Reardon? Yeah, yeah, which they're about to do a new series yeah, of. Yeah, because he hated the movies. Oh, really? Can't say I blame he him. hated them. I never saw any of them. I didn't. I um, never read the books because I'm not a loser. <laughs> Same <laughs> right kidding. here. Up high. Listen. I think it's a beautiful story. He created it for his son because his son has dyslexia and he wanted to give a reason why someone might have dyslexia. Oh, does the main character have dyslexia? an asshole now. Laughing at disabled people. That's what Kaya does. So is the main character dyslexic or something? Yeah. And so the reason is, is because he's supposed to be an Olympian and the words would rearrange to try to form clues, but he didn't understand them yet because he hadn't tapped into that power source. Oh, interesting. Okay, maybe I'll read the books. I'm not gonna. <laughs> it's it, so I have a huge love of uh, Greek mythology, and um, so it just it's always fascinated me that that kind of storyline. I never finished the book series, but I also was a kids department lead at a bookstore, so it was more imperative for me to know those things. I feel mm-hmm. yes. Mm. Anyway, uh, so very much like Roger Jackson, uh, who uh, he voiced a lot of characters in the Powerpuff Girls show. And so I knew him as Mojo Jojo. Yes. And I, oh, is that the same guy? Yeah, same yeah. guy. I, was he also the voice of him as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And so wow. when uh, we went up together, Tony was getting, our friend Tony Belante was getting something autographed for the voice of Ghostface. And I was like, I just love Mojo Jojo. And he's like, you are very wise to like Mojo Jojo. <laughs> like he went and had a whole conversation with me as Mojo Jojo. And I that's was adorable. just like giddy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so uh, one of the facts I have was Scream was not the original movie or a title of the movie. It was originally Scary Movie. Mm-hmm. Not to be mistaken with the Anna Faris shithole film Boo. series. But yes, it was originally Scary Movie. I don't remember why they changed it to Scream they changed it uh, to Scream because of a song. Ooh, what was the, what was the song? Uh, the Scream, Janet Jackson song, The Scream. Who's song? Janet Jackson? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You're just pulling <laughs> just a Zach over you, there. You do not know the face I you just gave her. <laughs> They're normally big. I get compared a lot to Igor from uh, Young Frankenstein. Oh well, uh, that's unfair. Jealous. That's not nice. It's how big my eyes get. They're that huge. No, <laughs> no, not that big. <laughs> This just took a turn. <laughs> Welcome to Allison's self-esteem corner. <laughs> Comparing yourself to Igor from Young Frankenstein? I didn't say I had a hump. <laughs> no, but the eyes are, that's... Yeah, so uh, Wes Craven never warmed up to the, the switch of the name. So Wes Craven kept telling Drew Barrymore real-life stories about animal cruelty to keep her looking scared and crying. Oh, God. She's a keen animal lover in real life. Yeah, I just, I I feel a soul companionship with Drew Barrymore right now. In the opening scene with Drew Barrymore, the person in the Ghostface costume was actually Wes Craven himself because he wanted to show everybody how to do it the way he wanted it done. That's interesting. I wonder how the actors take that sort of thing because I know actors usually don't like line readings. And that's kind of like a physical version of a line reading. Yeah. Like, I want you to act exactly this way. Yeah. If you don't do this, you're out of my film. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <laughs> but it was a bunch of young actors, so they probably didn't have a choice. Oh, yeah. You know. Linda Blair uh, from Exorcist and Wes Craven both had cameos in the film. Uh, Wes Craven showed up, um, named him Freddy, and he was wearing a Freddy sweater. Yeah, and I noticed that. And he was yeah. the janitor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So who, who was the first person you said? Lindsay? Linda Blair. Who, um, is Yeah, she's the lead actress from The Exorcist. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, wasn't she like that a reporter? Was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
people have a right to know. Yeah, so she was the reporter. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah she's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. After murder one, maybe a little bit before murder two. It's when Sydney... She was the other one that wasn't Courtney Cox. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she she was the one who was interrogating Sydney as Sydney was trying to go to school on the second day. Um, I think it was right before Sydney punches... Um, Gail Weathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the punch? Did you think that was a good punch or justified? I yes, absolutely justified. Uh, and we'll get into this later when we talk about how we feel about the acting in the film because she I'm not so pleased with Nev Campbell's performance in this role and not mm. to blame her. I think she's I think she's a great Sydney Prescott, but she could have punched a little harder, I think. That oh, was okay. like that was like a dainty little punch. Well, but how many punches do you think she'd ever done in her life before that? That's true. I'm just saying the amount of damage she did to Gail Weathers' face was not from that punch. I'm thinking Gail Weathers did something else on the side. Uh, Maybe she uh, okay. beat herself up a little bit to get that kind of empathy play. Oh, later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is, makes a lot of sense. She's a little crafty bitch. So <laughs> speaking of Courtney Cox, yeah. um, she had to really fight for the role. Yeah. She, did not, she was not anyone's first choice. But she wanted to show that she wasn't this nice person that she was on Friends and could, in fact, be a bitch. Mm-hmm, her words. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, so from, this, is, this is the best fact, I think, I saw. Um, with the scene where Rose McGowan playing Tatum is in the doggy door, like, about to die. Mm-hmm. She is too small for the doggy door, so she kept falling out. And they had to nail her shirt to the, oh, the garage door because she kept falling falling out every time it went up. Yeah, but how is that going to help her stay in? I feel like her shirt's just going to come I off. I don't know. If that happens, that happens. <laughs> and I just, like, I thought a lot about that scene because, like, when you look at her body compared to the doggy door, she doesn't look like too, she's too small for it, but then Chris is like, remember, she's, like, hunched over. She's hunched over. Hunched over. <laughs> so, I don't know. Was but, that you're doing a Chris uh, voice? Well, no, I because I walked away from the mic oh, okay. and I wanted to make sure the audience could hear me. <laughs> Uh, I think another great horror movie convention moment was there was a cosplayer who was doing her and was basically halfway through the frame of a dog door. I remember that. I remember that. That's that she was great. I love creative cosplays like that where it's like things that you just don't normally think of and then it's it's a door frame. (laughs) (laughs) How big though would they have had the rest of the? Would they have the garage door with them also? Or just oh, the frame. That they, they just had the frame and like the doggy. I would love someone with the enough commitment to, <laughs> to bring an entire garage door. <laughs> that would uh. hurt. Yeah, and with how crowded those horror movie convention hallways go, you would be nobody's friend. Yeah, but, but it would help with social distancing. I was going to say it would help with True. social distancing, and also like nobody showers at these things, so yeah. you wouldn't smell anybody because they'd be way too far. I just <laughs> imagine someone be like, "Hey, Allison, what?" And like take him out. <laughs> take him out. <laughs> Clear the halls. Everybody Uh, move. (laughs) (laughs) So the last trivia that I have is that this is the rare slasher franchise where the original director helmed every movie in the franchise. That's never happened before or since. And I think he had something to do with the TV show a little bit before he died as well. There was a TV Mm. show? Yeah, Yeah, it was TV. I didn't know There's three seasons. What? I watched the first season. Yeah, the first two seasons I watched. The third season didn't debut until five years later on Netflix, and I just never got around to watching it. Hmm. Did you know that Matthew Lillard ad-libbed his most famous line, Mom and Dad are going to be mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) And then also, him and Nev Campbell dated while filming this movie. I had no idea about that one. Scandal. What? 
She should have been with Billy. I no. still ship them. Is that bad? I might have issues. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got issues. Yeah. I, th- I think you just ship yourself with him. <laughs> I, oh, I love that man so much. So much so that when I met him at a horror convention, I told him that and he looked horrified. <laughs> well, you, weren't you also dressed as uh, Betty or Veronica? Uh, I was, Veronica. I was dressed up as Veronica Lodge from Riverdale, one of my favorite shows. I am tacky like that. And he one looked annoyed that somebody was dressed up from Riverdale because like he's there for Scream. Let's be real. And I was like, yeah. oh, don't worry. Next time I'll be dressed up as Cindy. Cindy. Who am I? What? Crawford. Oh, and like, I know how you love Cindy Lou Who. Oh, my <laughs> God. What a nightmare. He probably remembers that now and talks about it at parties. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> at least I'm you didn't sure. cry so hard that an actor gave you a cookie. That's what happened to me. Sarandon? No, I'm talking about me with Felicia, Felicia Day. Day. Oh, yeah. I do remember. I wasn't there for that. I remember you telling me I that. I was though. there with Chris, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he was cast because he looked like Johnny Depp, and they wanted someone that looked like Johnny Depp because of the connection to... I've always thought that, especially uh, Skeet Aldridge kind of looking similar Aldridge? to... Did you say Aldridge? Oh, I may have mispronounced. Sorry. <laughs> that's, my dad's, that's my dad's middle name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, looked like Depp from Crybaby. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And actually, if you... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Zach. I just saw your mouth open. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> you got there faster. It's fine. He's just a mouth breather. <laughs> <He's just, laughs> but Jughead Jones in Riverdale was made to look like him in Scream. And they look exactly alike. Hmm. So tell me this. Are you also a big fan of the Johnny Depp? Yes and no. Uh, I, I love a young Johnny Depp. I not because of this whole scandal that's happening with him now. That aside, and I Amber think, Heard and yeah, that aside, yeah. I just think he's like not original. I think we've outplayed Johnny Depp. Put him to rest. Let him. Well, live I think life. he's kind of like uh, Will Ferrell. Like yeah. his thing was great. Like he is original. Like it's his thing. Right. He started but then it's something, outplayed. and now it's it's gone way too far. Yeah. Tim Burton's out, like just just put it to rest. Get someone new in there. Although, what do you think about Black Mask? I didn't see it. Or Black Mass, but I, I was like, what? Black, Black Mass. Mass. Is, yeah, is that's, it, is that's, that's a new part of the Caribbean film. <laughs> that is that definitely is, the Pornhub version. version. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Black, Black Mass. Pearl necklace. That wasn't like, that wasn't him being that's like the, that's the Whitey Bulger one, right? Yeah, he wasn't being like traditional Johnny Depp in that one. No, I mean like I never saw it, but I'm assuming like he had a lot of face makeup on, so I'm sure he wasn't like oh, I'm a drunken pirate. Man, <laughs> <laughs> his is first three drunken pirates were good though. The, I I liked it. I like the Pirates movies. I've only seen the first two or three, I think. That's all you need to see. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, if I could name a favorite Johnny Depp movie. I think it would be Crybaby. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can think of... Like, he was great in Nightmare on M Street. Did you um, like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Never saw that. I should see it, though. That's worth seeing. Isn't he in, isn't he in the original um, 21 Drum Street or something? I think so. Yeah. I, I'm, I can't I'm remember who he was co-starring with, though. Someday. I would have known it had you not asked, because uh, they, they talk about it a lot in um, A Night at the Roxbury. Which is another movie I haven't seen that I, I should either. see. But, I mean, I'm indifferent to Johnny Depp. I'm, I'm annoyed that they put him in the Harry Potter movies, the new ones, but I also don't like those to begin with, so I don't really yeah. care either way. Yeah, same. I just think that... Johnny Depp is really good at being Johnny Depp and nothing else. Well, but that's what I think you, primarily he is just exploiting his Johnny Deppness. But when he does something like Black Mast, uh, which he also he does, Black he, Mast. it definitely is. But he also did the porn version. 
<laughs> He's fine. See, with that's it. an edgier. Well, oh, you know what? We completely forgot. So the reason I don't like Johnny Depp is because I think a lot of films fate like frame the film around Johnny Depp being Johnny Depp. But there's yeah. one role that really shocked the entire world, and that was his role in Tusk. He <laughs> he's in Tusk. I didn't know was, that. Exactly. Yeah, didn't know this is exactly what I'm saying. Okay. He had face makeup on, so nobody realized it was Johnny Depp. Okay. But Johnny Depp is in Kevin Smith's movie about turning Justin Long into a walrus. <laughs> So maybe I need to see this movie now. Yes. So I like that Johnny Depp. I like Johnny okay. Depp when he's not being Johnny Yeah. Depp. <laughs> when he's covering himself up. Yes. It's kind of like when Tom Cruise uh, does cameo roles. like in, Oh, in uh, Tropic Thunder? Thunder? Oh, that's great. That was his best role. Because that's Tom Cruise actually being Tom Cruise. He's that much of an asshole in real Probably, life. yeah. Uh, he seems like such a nice guy, though. If you see him in interviews and stuff like that, he's he's got the act down Pat to oh, it's like because he's like a he's sociopath. A normal, he has no Richard Greco. God, sorry, it took Greco. me forever to get to Richard Greco. <laughs> so I'm not sure I've ever seen a real Richard Greco movie, but he had, there was an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia about him. Yeah, right? well, I have no idea who that is. So Richard Greco was in the original 21 Jump Street, playing opposite Johnny Depp. He's got like brown curly hair, like me, right? Mm-hmm. He's in. Is he in Night in the Roxbury? Is he the other guy? No, he he is a guy that they hit the car of. In okay, Night then the I have no idea. I'm thinking of the other guy, neither. He kind of looks like poor man's Billy Zane. Oh, he's like a murderer in like everything. Yeah. At least he looks like a murderer. <laughs> and we're back to the murder topic. <laughs> <at> the <end. laughs> do we have any more trivias? Actually, I do have one major point to bring up that this has been really bothering me. It's not a trivia mm. fact, but it's our show. She hates it. <laughs> I, need to get, I just need to get out. Um, the poster of the scream. Mm-hmm. Who's the woman in the background? Because it's not Drew Barrymore. It's not Nev Campbell. It's not Courtney Cox. Who the fuck that bitch is? Isn't it supposed to? Just is it this look one like with the Drew- hand, the hand over the mouth? Yeah, like that's the background of the poster. Like, I think isn't who that Drew Barrymore? Is she? I think it's supposed to be Drew Barrymore because they didn't want to show. Too much of Drew Barrymore, um, so I guess I do have a little bit more trivia, because they thought that Drew Barrymore was a pull into it, so they didn't want people to know her life expectancy for the movie. Um, like they, I don't think it is her. Oh, I, I just think it's supposed to look like her. Okay. Yeah. I no, just I assumed totally it was. I don't know. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know about the movie poster, but I will say they were trying to bury the lead on how quickly Drew yeah. Barrymore died to make the opening sequence the most shocking. Oh, yeah. And I mm. think that's set... Because they, they do that... After this movie came out, they've done that in a lot of films, actually. And I think Wes Craven kind of set that formula for let's get, like, a really big star in here and kill her kill off him. in the first three minutes. Yeah, so basically I, George R.R. R. Martin just ripped that off. <laughs> <laughs> so I think one of my favorite things, though, was in the fourth movie at the beginning, they just kept doing it. Oh, like, yeah. Over just, and over. With yeah. Stab 3. Stab four, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. So, uh, what was your nostalgia rating for this piece of cinema? So, I gave it a seven out of ten. Zeben, and I think my prediction rating for you, and by I think I know because I wrote it down, right, is a five out of ten. All right, we'll see. We'll just have to see. Maybe I'll love this movie. Maybe I'll give it an eleven out of four. That doesn't add up. Sure, it does. It's just a, an improper fraction. Yeah, you're making me do math in my head, and I kind of hate you for it. Well. <laughs> anyway, so Kaya, before you rewatched it, before coming onto the show, did you have an idea going in what you were going to rate that movie? Like, in your head, what what is your rating? It's a 10 out of 10 for me, Cotton. And... <laughs> <laughs> The reason I say it is because Scream is the first scary movie I ever saw, and that's what made me love the horror genre. Mm. So I think it will always be my ultimate favorite movie 
in general. Um, but also like, it's just so cool. It's yeah. so fucking cool. And it makes me want to be cool and murder people. Hey, I'm kidding. I don't want to murder people. Yeah, you, you don't need to kill people to be cool. <laughs> and I keep telling you this. Because she does PSAs at elementary schools everywhere. You don't need to kill people to be cool. Watch like the it's, bar exam committee is going to be like, so you said this thing on a podcast <laughs> once. We just got to check this out. So I, I have two very passionate things that I try to communicate every, every episode. One mm-hmm. is you don't have to murder to be cool. Right. And two is get your fucking flu shot. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. very Did true. Did you get yours yet, Zach? Uh, you got no. your insurance. Get your flu shot. I know. I need to do all sorts of different things. I got to go to the skin doctor because I'm super duper white. Oh, and yeah. I got lots of problems with the old skin. Kaya. <laughs> Did you get your flu shot? No, because I, I my mom switched jobs, so I don't have health insurance for the next two weeks. <laughs> All right, you'll get a pass for now. Oh God, hopefully nothing happens to me. Knock on. That was me knocking on wood. That's right. She knocked on my head. <laughs> I make that joke all the time. (laughs) And everyone calls me a dork for it. You totally are. (laughs) I am willing to accept my dorkiness. It's it's just a natural, natural thing to be. Indeed. So shall we get into the movie? I Yeah, sure. Yeah, you you look like you had something to say. I did. Go on. I don't know. We had like three tangents between my thought and now, and I've forgotten it. So with us being the tangentile twins. I'm disappointed in you for forgetting. I know, but sometimes it happens. <laughs> so I'm you're, not perfect. you were talking about your skin and being white, quite super Very, white, super, super white. Yeah, oh, oh, you're white out. No, I'm more white than that. White is pure white. I'm white with, with defects. But what's cooler than being cool? Ice cold. The other uh, side okay, of the pillow. I'm the oldest one here. <laughs> Are you talking about Vanilla Ice? Ice cold, the movie, or no? Cool I'm talking, ice? I'm we watched about that, didn't we? we did. We watched the. Yeah. I'm talking about Outcast. You're what? not too old for Outcast. We all know Outcast. She tried. She pulled this on me last more. episode. She no. pulled this on me no. last episode as well. No, because I just did an Outcast quote, and none of you picked up what I was putting down. All right, all True. right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, we've we've done our little uh, ratings and such. Uh, the first thing that I have for the movie, we're going to go into movie analysis. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I have, what? Don't laugh at my voice. That's he just likes how the analysis. Analysis. Movie analysis. <laughs> Uh, so we've got to go to the timestamps. And so I have timestamped the entire first scene. Oh, oh boy. Okay. So we're just going to watch the movie. So can I do a little bit of um, a lead in if we're going to be playing the entire thing? Yes. Okay. So um, this is something that I couldn't corroborate. Like I couldn't find uh, information on about Wes Craven's uh, origins to the opening of the sequence. However, um, in plays where they used to have horror movie plays, uh, horror movie plays, just horror plays, movies weren't around yet. In the early um, to mid-1800s, one of the tropes um, from the plays was someone listening on some sort of um, receiver. It was late 1800s. I'm looking at my note. And they had to listen while their family was being harmed, tortured, or killed. And like that was an early horror uh, play trope like it was someone sitting on stage and off stage you you hear what Mm -hmm. the person's supposed to be listening to Mm -hmm. and so i think one of the things about the entrance sequence that always gets me is the mother's reaction on the phone hearing her daughter gasp and kind of those panicked last oh yeah um 
And so in that I, moment, I wasn't scared. I actually cry a little bit. I, I have that oh, down really? as a note, actually, when when um, Casey is calling out for her mother, mm-hmm. but he stabbed her in the throat. So From she the can't. Boss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's that yeah. I, I cried my eyes out and everyone thinks I'm a loser. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. Oh, no, I cry. It's when she says, uh, Casey, baby, like oh. I just. Uh, knife Ugh. to the heart. God, yeah. not never my daughter. Have, never yeah. have children because someone's gonna murder. Them. See, my favorite part of the opening. So scene, funny story. Horrible. If I call Kaya and I'm like, I have news. She's like, You're pregnant. <laughs> because what else are you like? What else is there? Oh, I, I always, got the newspaper. Duh. <laughs> I've always had a million things that I've said that are things other than I'm pregnant. <laughs> but one day it will be the answer. It will be. But then she's not gonna guess at that one. That, that one day. <laughs> and then uh, I will also say that I love how this film starts off like super intense and legitimately scary and then melts into something completely different well it's a story within a story yeah we learn more yeah what do you think do you think his original intention was to make a scary movie or was it to make us like a horror comedy so the original actually that was one of my facts from earlier that i didn't end up saying the original writer white the original writer writer, kevin williamson wrote it after he was watching the news about some murder in florida and then his phone kept ringing and it like he was already freaked out about watching the news about some murder and his phone kept ringing and it was like it kept being missed calls or something so he like woke up in the middle of the night and was like that was fucking scary i'm gonna write a movie about this it took him three days to write this and then they pitched it to five other directors you got sam raimi you got or sorry three other directors sam Maybe Danny Boyle and Robert Rodriguez and all of them wanted to turn it into a comedy and he was like no this is a horror movie Mm -hmm. horror horror so then Wes Craven's like I can do exactly what you want and that's why it yes so uh, the film and I forgot to mention this during the trivia it was uh, inspired by the Gainesville Ripper that's uh, it Danny Rowling Gainesville so what would this have been like if Danny Boyle had directed I couldn't tell you a Danny Boyle movie right now. Like, if you tell me the movie, like, yeah, that's great, but I don't know who the fuck Danny Boyle. Train Spotting, uh, Sunshine, uh, Eternal Million Sunshine. Dollar uh, Little Boy yeah, Man. Would, What's his name? It would just be so cerebral. Like, I don't, I don't think it would translate. He did Steve Jobs, the Steve Jobs movie. Which one, the Ashton Kutcher one? Or no, the, the good one. Oh, I never saw. See, I don't think I've seen oh, a Danny Kutcher. Boyle movie. Yeah, did Kutcher. he do Garden State? No, that was Zach Braff. Oh, that's why I like it. Yeah, Zachy Braff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could not. I I mean, like, I know what movies you're talking about. I've never seen them, but I'm assuming, like Allison said, it'd be cerebral. It'd be like... Mm -hmm. I would love it if, like, all the major directors, like, as a rite of passage, would have to do their own version of Scream. Like, every year, a new version of Scream came out by a different director. (laughs) It's so funny that you say that, not because of Wes Craven, but um, Robert England, who played Freddy Krueger... He wants to kind of do a reboot of Freddy Krueger where because he would mention this at like one of the conventions we've gone to where he kind of wants to do something like that, where it's either like another director does their own take and like different versions of it or Mm. the characters see a different version of Freddy Krueger throughout the movie because Freddy Krueger has always been in their minds. So like each person can see it different, kind of like Pennywise Mm. and it like Mm -hmm. how they all see. That was my first horror movie, by the way. However, I think. that's it would still need to cast Robert England. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would have to be the only consistent. It could be like him in now? different outfits. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, while I'm looking up his age, I will say that one of the most it was sad, but it was a beautiful tribute at one of the he's 73 uh, at one Ooh. of the movie conventions. Um, we were out. Um, we were listening to him. It was just after. 
pet passed and he's like, I'm stuck at the angry stage of grief, the stage of anger, because I want to be in more Wes Craven movies. I want to have my friend back and I'm angry that I won't have that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just one of the most beautiful, but horrible things to hear someone kind of have that emotional breakdown of losing their friend. Yeah. Yeah. He did, like, Wes Craven was a legend. Like, he did so much for not just the horror genre, but movies in general. And it's it's tough when you lose somebody. It's like losing Stan Lee. It's just, yeah. doesn't make sense. Yeah. So we, we segued off of your timestamp. Uh, well, no, you were you were setting it up before oh. we were going. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Do you have more? Oh, I'll think of something just as soon as you hit play. Play. <laughs> and, and. <laughs> oh. All right, we're starting. There's some, there's some murders happening. Yes? Who's this? Mm, Who are you trying to reach? What number is this? What number are you trying to reach? I don't know. Well, I think you have to... Okay, immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Just just stop entertaining this fella. Hang up immediately. Yeah, and we also say that that hair color and sweater are doing nothing for her complexion. Oh, yeah, and with the dark lipstick, my Uh, thing just looks washed out. I like it. It's, uh, It's a look. But it's the 90s. I'm assuming this is what everybody looked like, right? Not everyone is washed out in the 90s. Everyone was washed out. I'm washed out in my 90s. When did people have acid-washed jeans? Was that the 90s? That's like 80s. 80s. Okay. Well, good. Didn't belong anywhere in the 90s. They don't belong anywhere anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy. All right. So she hangs up. She takes two steps. Bang. That was like five steps. Well, before the first (laughs) ring, it was two steps. (laughs) Hello? I'm sorry. I guess I dialed the wrong number. So why'd you dial it again? Also, to apologize. To apologize. So the black handle of the phone and the white cord. Like I feel like most of the phones that I had that were landline phones, they the matched. cord matched the handle. Yeah. yeah. Bye now. Wait, wait, don't hang up. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, don't hang up. No, I'm going to. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I want to talk to you for a second. They've got 900 numbers for that. See ya. I mean, she even plays into the idea. Like, okay, you're being weird. But, like, I feel like this was normal back then because you didn't have, like, like you couldn't see who was calling. So you're just like, oh, it's just, like, Billy down the road, like, fucking with me. And it's, like, really Billy down the road. He's about to fuck with you. <laughs> well, that's yeah. what, uh, what's her face, uh, C- Cindy Crawford thought later in the movie. But, uh, Cindy Crawford? <laughs> but, Sydney. <laughs> oh, you're never going to live a town. But, <laughs> Sydney, like Australia. Like Australia. Okay, so but uh, right about things down under. But young Drew Barrymore was just like, "Oh yeah, this weird dude that's calling me and won't hang up and like is yeah, getting like, all I'm freaky." Yeah, like I'm sure she weird. thought it was her friends, and I mean it. It, it was. She was not wrong. Yeah, also, who does uh, stovetop jiffy pop anymore? Yeah, this was weird. Watching this for the first time as like a ten year old in two thousand whatever, like I was like, "What the fuck is she doing? Like that's gonna catch on fire." She's too poor I to have a microwave. Also, on a, <laughs> have you seen their house? Their house is Can bigger than my. They spent all of their money on the house, yeah. and they had no more. They left can't over afford for. food other than chippy <laughs> popcorn. But. I feel like even like if you got loose kernel popcorn to do on the stovetop, it would be cheaper than the the camping Jiffy Pop, which is what that is. You hear that, Wes Craven? Allison's very upset with your poor choices of loose kernel popcorn. <laughs> Should we blame Wes Craven, or is it like the set Prop designer, Prop Master, Prop Master, Master or something Prop like Master. that? I mean, 
prop master who forgot to turn off the phone obviously was distracted. But like everyone knows the sound of popping corn and then Ghostface is like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm popping popcorn. Like, <laughs> like that, well, that set the tone. She could have had one of those, you know, the toddler toys that look like a, a ball oh, with the, the popping. Yeah. It could push have pop. Been, the push it, pop. The push pop. It could have been a push pop. It could have been a push pop. It could have been a push pop. That's my really, baby. It, she could have been really entertained by simple toys. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Continuing. We are only two minutes in. This, have you listened to this podcast before? Hello? Why don't you want to talk to me? Why don't you want to talk to me? Oh, I'm not weird. I don't think so. It's also weird that she has this salt shaker like that. Like, that looks like a very um, uh-huh. movie theater kind of salt shaker. Her, like, grill setup is, like, fancy, and I want that. She's bougie. It's pretty cool. Some scary movie. Scary like, she's indulging in a conversation uh-huh. now. You know, a lot of women feel um, alarmed to be considered impolite. Like, because there's a very real chance of hostility back towards yeah, us. Yeah, and that's what happens here. Yeah, yeah. but the, I, like, I don't know what you guys would think if someone called you, started talking like that. That already feels hostile I mean, to I me. I know it would pick be blocked, up numbers but that that's I don't like, know. But that's like a thing. Like, and like, that's what I was going to say earlier. Like, if this was were to be remade, like, how do you make a movie where kids have caller ID now and you can block phone numbers like that and are easily unreachable? Right. Well, they, they touched on that a little bit in the fourth one. Oh well, I yeah, think that's true. The equivalent in this in modern era would be a number calling and then you don't recognize. Yeah, and then it calls multiple times and you just be and like, and that still causes me anxiety. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like if someone's talking to me that way, I'd be like, that already feels hostile. Yeah, and I'd be like, are you you're gonna stop calling me now, or I'm calling the cops? Well, that's because you're a man. Yeah, is it? You though? can say that. Like, yeah, why couldn't anyone say that? It's there. There is a very real thing that women deal with where they're. Uh, a fear of retaliation. Yeah, you've never whoa, had whoa, to deal whoa. with the weight of the patriarchy on your chest sure. every day. No, no, so. me- men are victims of the patriarchy too. That's the myth. Uh, like, I. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, no. <laughs> I brought you here to my alt right meeting so that I could tell you all. Uh, all right, Alex Jones, <laughs> I'm going to need you to chill out. <laughs> so, can I tell you a bit about gay frogs? Okay, that's a very real problem. That is a, that is a legal Pepe. That is a rare Pepe. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, but, but fearing for your life or, you know, fearing for retaliation is a, is a thing that men feel too. I mean, that if someone's like threatening me over the phone or I feel threatened by something, I would be freaked out. I'm going to call Zach at 3am tonight and say some threatening shit yeah. and see what happens. If I, if I hear something in my house at then like three you. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's. Watch it not be yeah. me. Watch call, me be asleep. Yeah. The cops are not going to be, this is damning evidence. You've been recorded saying it. So. Uh, you're going to be the uh, the red herring in this movie. <laughs> so, uh... but no, if oh, I if, oh, if, if, if I hear like if I hear a noise at three in the morning, I'm grabbing a knife because I'm scared and I'm going to hurt somebody. You know. Speaking of, we are one minute into the film. Um, Halloween. Mm. You know the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters. Yeah. What's your? Yeah. Name? I feel like that popcorn is already burning. Yeah, that like that rose too fast. Okay, so but uh, I, I hate to keep harping on this point, but if you felt like you you were pressured to not disappoint the person on the phone, he's acting weird. You register it as him acting weird, but you don't want to be mean to him. 
I really think it's she thinks it's her boyfriend Steve or, or like someone. it's somebody she yeah. knows because okay. like nobody like nobody just randomly calls people and talks to that. So it, it, I, I, I was more talking about um, not wanting to upset it mostly in in person interactions, not over oh the yeah phone. okay, but stuff like this. Yeah. See, I didn't read it as she thought it was someone she knew. I thought she was just humoring the person because she didn't clock it as weird. Well, isn't this how you like date in the nineties too? Don't you just like call random phone numbers? Like, isn't that Tinder back in the nineties? Like, Could've I don't, been. I don't know you, but Maybe. here's a random phone number. Let's go bowling. Isn't that like bowling <laughs> is a nineties thing? Right? So yeah. I, I was uh, that roller skating. <laughs> I was eleven right. years old at the time, so not dating yet. But if someone randomly called the house and started being weird like that. I wouldn't have thought it was a come on. Well, I mean, you were 11. Well, I don't know. I don't. I mean, like, this is how I imagine people meet strangers back then. Before Tinder. Right. Like, this is this pre-Tinder. That would be a way, yeah. It would be a way. There was a phone service like that where it's like, here's a random Uh, number. One of the party lines. Yeah, we'll pair you with another person. But there are also chat rooms at this time. Go to AOL. Uh, that's something I'm going to harp on later when she calls 911 from her computer because yeah. that's fucking weird. That is weird. Had knives for fingers. Yeah, Freddy Krueger. Freddy, that's right. Yeah, that's I right. That movie, it was scary. Well, well, the first one was, but the rest sucked. Rest so, sucked. You got a boyfriend? <laughs> Why? You want to ask me out on a date? Maybe. Do you have a boyfriend? Um, no. You never what movie was that from? Same. Speaking of, I needed to remind you that Zach slandered Beyonce. I did. I did. I don't want you to leave in a huff yet. (laughs) (laughs) I am upset. I I told him wait until Kaya gets here. (laughs) Well, but your but your lover in the nighttime was also doing it. So he he has to the 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 punishment must be distributed equally. (laughs) We will talk about this later. Oh, it's like a disappointed daddy. <laughs> like, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Why do you want to know my name? Why do you want to know who I'm looking at? See, that's weird. That's fucking weird. I want to know who I'm looking at. That's when you hang up. I technically would have hung up a long time ago, but I'm faithful to my boyfriend. No, but okay. So husband? <laughs> husband, man. Yeah. Do you forget that you're married? Sometimes it's not easy to remember or switch the. You the don't easy being cheesy. Oh, I turned it. I took it off last night. So, is there problems? No, it was more because I don't <laughs> like. I don't like sleeping with it because, like, I I always like cut my face. Oh, her <laughs> diamond is so big that she snags it on clothes. Yeah, and my face. I had that problem all it's the time. More, more so, my face. I I have enough problems with my face. I don't need it cut up. Okay, but so you say you would have hung up a while ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. I thought you were saying that you wouldn't. You wanted to humor him because no, as a woman, you were scared that of was disappointing. Me. Oh, I thought you both agreed on that. Oh, I was just, I could see reasons why someone wouldn't. That's all. Yeah. Okay, but I, but do you also see where I'm coming from? Like, yeah. she's humoring yeah. him way too long? Yeah. Okay. She's too accommodating. Yeah. Look, I gotta go. Wait, I thought we were gonna go out. Uh, nah, I don't think so. Don't hang up on me. Don't you hang up on me. <laughs> and then she answers it again, like a complete buffoon. Just just take your popcorns. You know how bad burnt popcorn smells. <laughs> yes? I told you not to hang up on me. My boyfriend's coming. Want? He's big and so I, football. for the longest time, thought that was Paul Walker. Because he looks very like Paul Walker. The Oh, I never noticed her boy. Like, I never cared to look at him because he was dead. 
very quickly. Very, like, <laughs> very good. Yeah. You listen, you little bitch. Oh. You hang up again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? Just take you like the a popcorn fish. off the thing. Just... Not only are you about to get murdered, you are about to set a fire. Well, then it, it just, it smells, burnt popcorn smells as bad as burnt hair. So it is being gut like a fish. It's Fair enough. Bad. Well, it's got to, yeah. Assuming it the bowel's got to be cut. Oh, what is that perfume? It's ode to fish guts. <laughs> You're a big fish. <laughs> well, but also I have to just as a popcorn lover, that's a waste of popcorn. Oh, I forgot. We didn't touch on that. Zach has a popcorn addiction. I do. He, this is a very upsetting scene for him. He says it doesn't fill him up, that it's like eating salted butter air. And No, yeah, it's actually not physical matter. Popcorn, like it's you can eat as matter? yeah, you can eat. No, it it doesn't remove stuff from your stomach, but it doesn't add anything. But it coats on like layers of butter on your liver and your kidneys arteries. And your ar- it, that, it's that, in that, your heart and stuff and like, like that. You can't feel it. Like you could scrape off your oh, arteries. So, sorry. Butter. Oh, I know. Speaking I'm gonna die scraping, young. I'm definitely gonna die Zach young. Has this thing <laughs> where he likes to scrape the inside of the bag. Like I it's do a, that. I was gonna say because the salt. You need the salt. Yeah. No, you don't need the salt. We need the salt. Okay, you're not ponies. You don't need a salt lick. I I don't want to talk about my history with salt licks, but I don't want to talk about my history with ponies. <laughs> I'm very disturbed and would like permission to leave the table or just get more invested in the movie where I forget my my serious troubles. Okay. Out in the middle of nowhere. What do you want? To see what your insides look like. Oh boy. So what was she watching on TV over there? Because it's just blue. She has it on the VCR input because she was going to put a scary Channel movie three. in. Did we see her do that and then fail to? No, she had a stack of uh, VCR. So I genuinely, I thought that was good acting. Like her getting like uh, immediately freaked out like that. That was good. I wonder if that's when the police were calling back. <laughs> I like that she, she's even being criticized by the murderer now. This is what I'm well, saying, man. So the patriarchy. If you remember, <laughs> we like, find out later that she broke up with um, Matthew Lillard's character. So there, there is a little bit of the Yeah, she dumped Stu for Steve. Stu. Steve. Steve. I'm sorry, can we also talk about how much I hate all the male names in this movie? Billy. 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 Okay, can you imagine, like, in the throes of passion, crying out, Stu, or Billy? (laughs) It sounds like I'm saying boo, but I'm not. I'm saying your name, Whenever I hear the name Bill, I think true blood, or if Stokey said, oh, Bill. Uh, Bill. (laughs) I'm Bill. (laughs) So... I think of Cable Guy where he's, oh, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) I love Cable Guy. (laughs) Cable? Cable, glue, What are you talking about? Like Larry the Cable Guy? What? Oh, stop this immediately. You haven't seen Cable Guy with Jim Carrey, Matthew Broderick? No. Oh, my. It's not a great movie. (laughs) What? just leapt out of his seat. I, mean, I kind of felt like, you know, how Spider-Man has the spider sense where you feel like, oh, there's probably a fist coming at my head. I kind of felt that. You did, I, you I had did to nearly kind of restrain myself. <laughs> and I'm not promising it's not coil. coming. So after the podcast, in fact, we can stop the podcast now and watch. Do you want to? Let's see. <laughs> And Marcus would be like, what happened? Zach had to tell me twice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, No, just... Hopefully not. It's... 
universally not a very celebrated movie except by Zach. <sighs> I, I said except by Zach. Isn't Zach's like favorite movie during the holidays is watching Home Alone 800 times? No, no, the Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Oh. Santa Claus. I can quote yeah, that, that movie just back got to front. Infinitely worse. How what? Come everything I want to do is stupid. I didn't say that. <laughs> don't, don't. I never know where it's been. Probably a thousand malls. We're, we're well, I hope you're Santa happy, Comet. I hope you're happy. But most of all, I hope the guy that lives here is a tailor. I'm sorry, he gets so upset, upset like, right extra now. <laughs> that was a lot you just did there. I can keep going. <laughs> oh, yeah. He can do the whole movie from start to finish. Yes. Like, that wasn't just Zach talking. That was Zach mimicking with hands and gestures and he was, acting. He was putting on he the overall. Zach is a thespian. <laughs> he was possessed by the spirit of Tim Allen. He's <laughs> still am. alive. <laughs> I often am. <laughs> that, that was that was pre-cocaine bust Tim. No, it was post-cocaine bust Tim Allen. Actually. Was it? Oh, was... he got busted at the airport for having, like, a crap ton of cocaine on him <laughs> i didn't know that huh. that's great now was that it in an orifice or did he just have it on his person it was just in his suitcase i think because he thought he was tim out i don't actually i don't know if he was famous at this i think point. whenever he coughed it just came out <laughs> it's sweet and low <laughs> don't, don't worry don't worry it's just sweet and low you want to try some <laughs> it's good in your coffee <laughs> we're terrible people. we are only five minutes into the movie oh, Okay, I'm, I'm hitting play so we can watch Drew Barrymore die. Do it. I wouldn't do that if I were you. Oh, and again, mm-hmm. I think he looks like Paul Walker. <sighs> I don't think it was. I think he was too young at this point. Well, so he looks like Paul Walker and uh, it, it isn't. I looked it up, but it looks like Paul Walker when he did the role in Pleasantville. See, I've never seen Pleasantville, but I, I did. I do know that he was in it. Oh, I have seen that. That was a good movie. Yeah, with uh, Toby Maguire and Reese Witherspoon. With her spoon, Reese who was also supposed to be Sydney originally. Uh, and she also uh, they were um, tapping Melissa Joan Hart. And oh, also Tori Molly Ringwald. Spelling. Molly Ringwald was supposed to be on it, but she turned it down because she didn't think it was right for her to play a high school student in her twenty tw- seventh uh, year on this planet. She was only 27. I guess that checks. Yeah. Sorry, let's continue with this movie. Here's how we We've play. waited so long for the death. I ask a question. Long. If you get it right, Steve lives. They this, know this, you're there. This infuriates me. Which part? The second question. That she got it wrong? Yes. Have you ever been in a uh, nice yeah. situation? Yes, but I still fucking know it wasn't Jason Voorhees' was his fucking mother. So do I. I'm not the most like horror-savvy person, but I know that. Always the fucking mother. Always. Always. And if it isn't, it's always their fault. That's what my therapist says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michael. Michael. Yes. Very good. I've seen it 20 times. I know. No. Bitch. You're doing so well. You're doing so well. But you aren't, though. You're, you're doing about 50-50. <laughs> What a dumb bitch. No, it's not. I've seen it 20 times. I'm just going to throw this back in your face. Cindy Prescott. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That was a high stress situation. (laughs) That was being the love of my life. He doesn't know we're going to be married. So like. (laughs) Though I do challenge you. He he says, no, that's not the right answer. And then she doubles down. She's like, yes, I've seen it a million times. I didn't double down. I just hid in the bathroom and cried (laughs) for 10 minutes. That's the honorable thing to do. Oh, not just 20 times, 20 goddamn times. Goddamn. Goddamn. I said, goddamn. I'm afraid that was a 
She looks the face she's making. I'm a dumb bitch. There's a bonus round. She's a stupid bitch. Uh oh. Poor Steve. Oh, little Steve. He's little Stevie Letterman. Got gutted. Like a fish. I'm going to ask you an unfair question. question. Are you ready? <laughs> Please leave me alone. <laughs> Answer the question and I will. What door am I at? What a rude question. That's just dumb. Like, yeah. No one would know. She should have said that, though. I would have said that. Like, how could I possibly unf- know? I would argue that point. Yeah. I would argue that that is, that is an unreasonable question. Yeah, you may be a murderer. Objection. <laughs> But you gotta play it fair here. Alright, house is smoky. Yeah, cause that damn Jiffy Pop. Waste of popcorn. Mm, it's on fire. It's the new fire At this flavor. point, that popcorn is <laughs> new not, fire not savable. <laughs> fire festival popcorn. I would buy it. Ooh, spicy popcorn. Why don't they sell that? You made Just it yourself. Put your own hot sauce on it. I know I do. Speaking of his own hot sauce, what? don't allow him to make you sniff it because what? Uh, you don't have to. Sniff I don't it. normally let men make me sniff things <laughs> in general. I made homemade hot sauce from my dad's garden. He made habaneros and cayenne peppers, and okay. I made my own hot sauce. And what's wrong with sniffing it? Oh, oh, she's spicy. It, it she, made she, my eyes water. It and like, over. I, I was coughing a lot. I I would like to try that. Yeah, sauce. it's great. Awesome. So she's game. I'm also Middle I'm, Eastern, so like I like the spicy. Sweet. So why, oh why, does she not start running now? She's outside of the house. Well, she sees her parents driving up, so maybe she thinks if she stays there, like he won't. Well, he, but he might jump out of the back to try to avoid them. Like, why but doesn't she run toward the car? Safe at that point, I mean, run toward the car. Run, do do something, man. Like, just be away from the house. I, yeah, I wouldn't have looked back up. I, I always like anytime you see a movie like this, you're like, I would do this differently. And then I think about it, and I'm like, I don't think I would. I think that I would end up doing the same dumb bitch shit she does. Because it's like, what do you do? Like, fight or flight? Like, Well, I can tell you that I've come into a situation with a farmer and his wife. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, but I was, uh, uh, my friend of mine, uh, we used to like going off into this farmer's land and... Uh, we he had like these furniture, like this burnt out furniture that he like discarded on his land, and we would set it up and like set fire not to the furniture, but just in a little pit in, and, on his property. Yeah, just hang out and stuff like that. So it was totally our fault. But You're one an day, asshole. One day he came out. And we heard a gunshot, and he was like chasing after us, like running at us. So we ran, and like I'm pretty sure I heard another gunshot. I can't really remember. And Zach never saw his friend again. Yeah, really. <laughs> but, I really miss him. <laughs> but we had we had to like run away and stuff like that. So like. I feel you like went into the farmer maggots' crops. I did. It was the farthest away from home I've ever been. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> we're a bunch of nerds. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, no. I feel like when you're pre- presented in a situation like this, your body will make you go. That's true. 
you and know. like you'll go fast. Yeah, like and you'll you'll discard like if you fall and like, like hurt your knee or something fast. like that, you're gonna get right back up and keep going. <laughs> All right, so Screamy Man is. Like, uh, look at Wes Craven run though. Ah, oh, right in the tit. Oh. So apparently, the his robe was supposed to be white, but Wes Craven was afraid that it might uh, be associated with the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah, that stuff. would have been bad. So they changed it. This is where it gets like really sad. Her parents are right there. Mm-hmm. I do love that every step of the process, like the dad's like pointing at something on the other side. Like, look over there. Look at the. the Don't look at our daughter being murdered (laughs) right over there. Grass needs to be mowed. Like, would you really not hear any of the panting or the the scrabbling around and stuff like that? Or just like like you can hear people running in grass. Like. Yeah, and I don't know exactly what the. I guess they're in the same line of sight. So would you see the big guy in a cloak with a knife like and a murdering mask? your child? <laughs> you would hope. Yeah. Mm. I know, but look over there. Yeah. Ugh. I would have thrown something. I feel like. Well, again, like like you said, who knows what we yeah. do? But I feel like I would have tried to throw something to make a noise. See, this is great, though. She pulls off his mask and is successful. And the way she looks at him, she's not shocked. Like, you'd think you'd be, she'd be like, oh, I'm surprised. There's no surprise on her face. So, like, dude's fucking crazy, and she knew it. Yeah. Now, who was it is what I want to know. Yeah. I'm thinking it was Stu. Stu. Where is she? Because, yeah, I, I don't think it was always the two of them together. Well, something I brought up to Chris last night when we were watching is when Billy's going through Sydney's window, mm-hmm. is she is he doing that to distract her while Stu, like, kidnaps her father? Because, like, we see her dad come in and say goodnight, but, like, we don't see him again after that. And he's wearing the same outfit when he, like, comes out of the closet. So I, ha- yeah. I have a, a maybe a logical reason why I think it was Billy in the costume. Because he had the cell phone. Mm-hmm. Oh well, I'm the, talking the, the first but, scene, like when like he's like, oh, like uh, we went PG thirteen. Oh, that one. Okay. With me, I hate my life. Like when he like when he comes into our window, like it seems romantic, like oh, lovey dovey, nineties Dawson's Creek. Yeah. But in reality, like is Stu in the background, like like gagging and bounding up her father. Yeah, I mean they I they so. did talk about how her father's leaving the next morning for right, the trip. But he's wearing the same outfit. Interesting. He could just be lazy. Yeah, if he's wearing jeans. Dirty okay, boy actually, Zach his... sleeves in his jeans when he forgets to wear it. Which he also owns one <laughs> pair of jeans. So I do only Anytime wear one pair of Zach jeans. Zach goes on an overnight trip. He always seems to forget to pack pajamas and sleeps in his jeans. That's <laughs> true, but uh, I actually have a surprisingly large uh, assortment of lounge pants. And you never pack them. <laughs> I don't. They, I never wear them at here home either. Lounge pants. No, they I don't not, even wear them they're here. They're not for anyone. Else. Yeah, they're just closet pants. They're just closet pants. They're collectors' items. Colaza, colazapan, I think, is a real drug. So. It is. There's, there's a clonopin. Clonopin and alprazolam. What anyway. are we, is this like pharmaceutical hour? Let's let's get back to this death scene here. Drive down to the mechanic. The scene is at enough, Zach. Thank you. Sorry. She has a really good scream, though, the mom. 
I love that someone's being moited around here and the dad's just like, hey, go out into the night alone, please. Thank yeah, like, you. go to the neighbor's house. Like, what yeah. are the neighbors going to fucking do? Sit there and watch you cry? Call yeah. 911? Right. She's got the phone in her hand. Well, remember, it connected <laughs> to Casey. Oh, right. I forgot. So she should go find her kid, hang up the phone, and then call <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Stop being murdered. Yeah, I need Let you me to call 911. <laughs> I'm going to need you to stop for a minute. <laughs> All right, that's a world beater. You know what I don't have for this episode? A squeaky door rating. There's no good squeaky doors in this movie. What about when the Fonz opens his closet? I, there wasn't a really good squeaky door then. Uh, the Fonz is well, the, Harry Winkler's the... Um, oh, Henry, yeah. Henry, yep, or, Henry. There's the, when her dad opens the door and the other door stuck, that kind of had a little squeak. Yeah. No, no, but we we mean like good horror movie. Creaky uh, like, there, there have been a couple movies in a row. Awesome freeze frame, yeah. by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, there have been a couple movies in a row where there's been a good like. <laughs> it sounded like a goat dying. That's have what I was trying to. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen a few goats die. That's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, I understand now. Yeah. But not in this movie. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right, so uh, that's all I wanted to, to see the whole first scene. Oh, okay. Actually, listen to the music now. Well, two years ago, we started off hot and heavy. Is this like Riverdale music or something? No, it's a slow version of Don't Fear the Reaper. Oh, okay. And he's the Reaper. He sure is. You get it? Because he kills people. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I get it. I get it. And we've come full circle because it's Blue Oyster Cult. And we talked about <laughs> oysters. <laughs> we sure did. And, and oysters as pasties and she shows boobies. Have a little rough footage. I hate the way she talks in this fucking movie. Well, so let's also talk about her scrunchie and hideous nightgown. Yeah, I'm sorry, but like, you're, I don't care what decade you're in. No 16 year old wears a nightgown. Not like that. Uh, no. I used to. <laughs> when I was a 16 year old. Were you waiting works. to be like taking on a like a, a quest with three ghosts representing the past, the present, and the future? Yeah, I would tremble off to bed bait. and wait to be scared awake and then taken on a journey to change my life. <laughs> Just change who you are. <laughs> Have you been successful? Not so far. <laughs> it's because you stopped sleeping in nightgowns. Yeah, I know. I stopped when I was about 17 and then I he gave up and stopped going to the Polar Express. Oh, Christmas. I stopped hearing the bell jingle. <laughs> oh, he had this sad face. But yeah, face. the nightgown. Not a good look. Nothing sexy about it. Not, like, I know she's not trying to be sexy. That's the whole point of the movie. But at the same time, Frigid. it's like, oh, nightgown. I know, it's terrible. Like, there's other ways of making a character look innocent without a nightgown. At least... <laughs> Yeah. Like so uh, this is totally uh, not part of this movie, irrelevant at all. But uh, when did you stop believing in in uh, Santa Claus? Um, when I was three, and my dad, maybe I was four, and my dad had custody of me that year, and I put cookies out for Santa. I wake up the next morning, and there's nothing there. And my dad, I was like, Dad, he didn't come. He's like, We're fucking Jewish. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It's like so he doesn't come for Jews. And my dad's like he's not real. Oh, <laughs> double whammy. But what was so great about that so is sad. my step. Like of course I was traumatized, and my stepmom came. Like she wasn't living with us at the time. They were still date. No, they were married. But she, whole other story. Um, but she she came to the house and like saw how mortified I was, and she like 
obviously Toys R Us wasn't open that day, but I think that week she like took me to Toys R Us and bought me everything I wanted because she felt so bad that my dad Aww. destroyed the magic. of So Christmas. did you guys have like a Christmas tree up? Did no, you think that it was going to be? Nothing. Oh. I just thought that if you put cookies out for this dude, he'd come into my house. Maybe Santa would presents. come and right. like set up a Christmas tree but for like, you. And... I also didn't correlate that it was like a, a religious thing. thing. I just thought it was like something the it whole isn't. world did. So <laughs> yeah. I was like so shocked that he, when he was like, we're Jewish. Like what, did, what, does, what does that, that have, have to do, do with it? <laughs> I want fucking presents, man. Yeah. Mm. Well, did you, did he give you Hanukkah presents? He probably did. I, that's the only memory I have of like my child. <laughs> the, the trauma, not the, yeah. the nice things. I mean, I'm sure he did, but I'm just like greedy. So <laughs> I, want, I want more. But I want it now. Yes, uh, Veruca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you, Allison? Do you still believe? I believe that I will give my child, when I have one, uh, the feeling of Christmas and get let them enjoy Santa Claus. Um, when did you stop believing? Yeah, that was, I that think, was a question. I think yeah. I was probably around. Yeah, are you a politician? Are you trying to like avoid <laughs> questions? <laughs> oh, God. But I stopped believing probably around 10. Mm. I think Santa I stopped. Yeah, I think I stopped around four or five. Yeah, it's, you're a very pragmatic person. Yeah. Well, it was spoiled for me. I wanted to believe in the in the big fat fella, but uh, <laughs> my my god sisters were mean, mm. and they were like, I, I said uh, you were Cinderella. Who knew? Yeah, <laughs> I had two older god sisters, uh, Brittany and Katie, and they These uh, are bitchy names. Well, tell hey, <laughs> my sister. <laughs> that just got really awkward really quickly for other reasons. <laughs> so. Um, Anyway, so yeah, I was like five or something like that, and uh, they were older than me, and I said something about uh, Santa, and they were like, you still believe in Santa? <laughs> you were four or five, of course you did. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I believe in him. He's real, of course. <laughs> he's, he's, he's fucking been here. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten his presence before. I've seen his signature. Of course he's real. What are you talking about? I left a carrot out for the deer, and I left the cookies <laughs> out for Santa. So anyway, they, they disabused me of that notion. And, disabused. Uh, yeah, I I believed in the Santa, and they took that away from me, and I've never forgiven them. Is disabused a word? Like I'm annoyed. Yeah, it's, it it's certainly like, is. Well, not not annoyed, but I'm I'm yeah, confused. Yeah, it's have, you've been disabused of your ignorance of not knowing the word disabused. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those fancy lawyer words you should learn. <laughs> I feel like I've seen it on your thinky words app. So like, I don't know. It's it's been maybe. so long since I've messed around with that app, so I really don't know. Download Thinky Words. Yeah. Oh, plug. I haven't plugged my my app yet. Oh. Download Thinky Words on the Apple App Store today. <laughs> I used to really enjoy going this into the Tolkien words. Yeah, this is the only reason I did this podcast, just to plug my app. I've forgotten I don't, until I don't have an app, so I'm here for the movies. Oh, sorry. Should we watch that then? We're at the part where they're like about to do some weird like teenage makeout stuff. Disgusting. I think her father's about to show up. All right, so listen so. listen to his little spiel here. This is what uh, this is why I did the timestamp. Did spiel? was edited for TV, you know, all the good stuff was cut out and it, it got me thinking of us. Well, two years ago, we started off hot and heavy. I feel like he does look, like, I his shirt looks like it's too big for him. That was the 90s. Now, I wear uh, short leaves shirts for my long shirts. So this guy's lame. That's that's Billy. <laughs> Billy is yes. lame. He's yeah. Lame too. Oh yeah. Like yeah. She, uh, she's a virgin. Hello. <laughs> but like he says, they go hot and heavy. So that makes me think they fucked at least once. No, I think it's over no. the clothes action. Yeah. 
Which they That's reference. It's not hot okay. and heavy. What it is, is for them. For, for the for 90s. Children. For children. Yeah. For teenagers, uh, over the close stuff is pretty heavy. You, you tell- even for adults. I'm a slut. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Cut that part out. You can't. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there, there's no on or off the record here. This is just recording. <laughs> Okay, that's it. I just wanted to say he's super lame. Yeah, cheesy. she's lame too. Sure. But I mean, like, she's just Sydney. Yeah, I mean, she's, I, I feel like she's more innocent than lame. Oh, yes. I don't have the time stamp, so we'll just do a brief run over. When he's going out the window and she's like, will you settle for this? And then shows him <laughs> the PG-13 boobs. Yeah. yeah. Are there boobs in PG-13 movies? No. Uh, well, I mean, like, this would be PG-13 because we're not seeing it, but they are. I yeah. was like, in Barbarella, there was. Oh, and then he calls her a tease. Yeah, oh, which is rude. About the, uh, yes. Also, I like how she keeps saying, yeah, I'm sorry that my PTSD is preventing us from uh, copulating. Yeah, he's a terrible boyfriend of two years. Yeah. I'm sorry your mom got raped and murdered, but I'd really like to have sex. It's been a year. It's been a year, Sydney. Get over it. God. (laughs) I mean, like when my mom left. It's not the same, Billy. Here he goes. There's the flash. He enjoyed it. I was expecting more. He laughed at her. (laughs) <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> you know, part of me wonders: Did she like put like googly eyes on her nipples? <laughs> that would be such a funny thing for actors to do. I do wonder what they what the, she did. Sh- I'm sure she's got like a bra or something underneath there, and like, or something. But like for him to laugh, like, <laughs> like I wonder sad. if there was googly eyes. Like, yeah, I think tassels. that would be such a great thing for like, the you know the the t- <laughs> right right for female actors to do to just like uh, joke around on set or something yeah. like that would be so good. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to ask her next time we see Nev Campbell to convention be like, well, what was on your boobs in that one scene? <laughs> <laughs> I, mine, I'm at 2014 when Stu talks about the murders and he like gives detail that nobody would have known except for the murderer. All right. Ask me if I like that. It's because there's no way a girl could have killed him. That is so sexist. The killer could easily be female. So that's actually, true, but that statistically, was- it's always a man. I, I changed my, my, what I said earlier about who killed Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Because um, specifically, uh, Rose McGowan's character um, says he was with her all night. Right. So, and it would have been too uh, he w- obvious yeah. to the cops. So, yeah. it was definitely Billy. Had to have been Billy. Had to have been oh, Billy. It's an ice pick. Not exactly the same thing. Yeah, Casey and Steve were completely hollowed out. Who would know that? It takes a man to do and why does he seem so like, he and seems but- like he's fetishistic about it well he says it takes a man to do something like that and the whole point of this movie is that they're men and they deserve to have sex with these women teenagers so it's like mm, that's a little telling like i think you killed her well so i what what was their eventual motive like uh billy's was because his mom left his dad or vice versa i can't remember well it's just like peer pressure and oh, yeah, yeah and he says peer pressure. I'm, I'm far too sensitive. <laughs> yeah. But it's like like they were talking about how like nobody would have sex with them pretty much, right? Like yeah. Billy's well, like Billy kept pressuring Sydney. Well, who was the the dweeby dude? Randy the Randy? The guy that's like really into horror movies? Yeah, Randy. Oh, uh, uh Jimmy he seemed a bit like an incel. I don't know what his... Uh, um, but he didn't, like, say anything creepy. He just expressed his love for Sydney, kind of. And, yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs. Oh, but, I mean, everybody expresses that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a new thing. No. 
But yeah, I think all the men in this movie, because if you look at Henry, Harry Winkler's, uh, the Fonz, like he's even creepy with them. Like all yeah. the men in this movie, like Sydney kisses her dad on the cheek and he's like weird about it. Like they're all fucking weird. Yeah, the scene where uh, Henry Winkler like grabs her by the jaw. Yeah. I was like, what is, she's not a four-year-old girl. Like what are you doing? And But the only one that isn't weird is Dewey. I mean, like he's like uh, he's like meant to be weird, but he's not like creepy weird. Yeah, I don't he's think just he is. Like a, mentally a deficient. I don't think he's even <laughs> mentally deficient. I think he's he's just, just simple. Doofus. No, it's a little bit simple. When she's on the phone, kind of simple, out, I guess. But when she's on the phone, and he comes out with his gun. <laughs> like that's going to be helpful. <laughs> no. You kind of you kind of wonder. Speaking of, did you guys watch the uh, South Park pandemic special? Oh, I, I have will, not. Yes, 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 yes. I have not yet. Uh, I, I still have a clip coming up at twenty one twenty nine. It's called Tact, you fuck rag. Tagged you, fuck Rag. Yeah, for like two seconds. Before she dumped it for Steve. I thought you dumped it for me. I did, he's full of shit. And are the police aware that you dated the victim? What are you saying? That I killed her? It would certainly improve your high school cue. Still was with me. What does that mean, high school cue? I don't... I was saying the same thing. Does it mean like your social standard? I would think so, but... Like the... Your status in yeah. high school? I have Allison, no idea. You were clearly the coolest of of the three of us. False. Well, you were in a sorority. Yeah, that's, that's not. I don't school. care, but it's it's a direct correlation to your your awesome standing in high school. Nope. Well, nope. I was the unpopular kid in a class size of twenty four. <laughs> so people I laughed at you openly in the halls. Wrong. Yes. Wow, that sounds like I was a lot of fun. Bottom wrong. <laughs> so, do you know what social the the high school cue is? So I I don't, but I, I imagine it's social standing. Interesting. God, I hated high school. Also, I Me can't too. hear what you guys are listening to, so I'm guessing at the things that are I being said. Turns out Allison can't hear the movie and is just bleeding <laughs> lips the whole She's time. She's got a deaf ear. What? <laughs> Couldn't hear you. You're sitting on my bad side. <laughs> You're on my bad side. Is that before or after? He sliced and diced. Fucking that case. Where were you last night? Working. Thank you. Oh, at the video store? I thought they fired your sorry ass. Twice. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a very Seth Green... One. He's got a Seth Green feel about no, it. No, he definitely does. Thanks, buddy. Besides, it takes a man <clears throat> to man. do something like that. Yo, I'm gonna gut your ass in a second, kid. Tell me something. Did you really put her liver in the mailbox? Because I heard that they found her liver in the mailbox next to her spleen and her pancreas. Okay, what is he making fun of there? I... I wasn't sh- that. I have no idea. I wasn't sure if that was like they actually did that, or if that like he's making fun of a movie. Yeah, is there someone yeah, with that like, specific a, line? I don't. Uh, he sounds like the dude on Polar Express, the nerdy guy that loves trains. Was there a murder in Polar Express? It should have been that movie little nerdy that came kid. out way after. <laughs> this movie. No, I know, but he sounds like the nerdy, uh, like blonde kid who loves trains in the Polar Express. I feel like it's got to be something classic. What's a classic horror movie about pancreas? Mm. Randy, you goon fuck. I'm trying to eat here. You goon fuck. <laughs> Randy, you goon fuck. <laughs> so, uh, Rose, what's her name? Rose McGowan? McGowan. McGowan. Oh, uh, so, uh, Rose McGowan mm-hmm. said that this was the best <clears throat> filming experience of her career. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's not what she told us. Yeah, well, because uh, Weinstein. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, I don't... I thought that this was Bob Weinstein... Well, this was Dimensions, but I, I don't know if it if this was a direct Weinstein production, but she pretty much has never had a good time in Hollywood, pretty much. That's what she says. Well, so what I, I, I one of the trivias that I read and I didn't write down was that Bob Weinstein originally had rejected the design for the mask. 
He didn't like the mask. Well, it's Harvey Weinstein. That's the bad guy. I know, but yeah. Bob Bob Weinstein was the oh. one that was involved, at well, least as far as I was reading. She definitely enjoyed filming with Wes Craven. She, mm-hmm. at least from what we've we've heard her say at conventions that she loved Wes Craven, and so that's probably what she's referring to. But yeah. in general, I don't think Rose McGowan ever had a good time in Hollywood. Oh, that's a shame. Straight up, not having a good time. Well, they how they found Rose McGowan as an um, actress. It's Harvey Weinstein. He was the executive producer, and Bob Weinstein was co-executive producer. Uh, okay, so I guess they were both involved, or maybe maybe Harvey just had his name on it and didn't really interact. I don't know, that's but what they usually do. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, as far as people not having a good time in Hollywood, we just watched Lost Boys and uh, Corey Feldman and oh, yeah. and Haim mm-hmm. both had a fucking hard time. Didn't didn't they say Charlie Sheen was the one that did all of that? Well, they they they. Uh, he, um, Feldman accused him of that. I don't think it's ever been proven a hundred percent one. So it's, I, I'm very hesitant to say that did happen, but there's not enough evidence for us yeah. to, I, I just don't want to get, uh, libel or slander charges. <laughs> well, we're, we couldn't you, because we're saying this is what someone else said. Yeah. And no. you can't. Yeah. So it's, uh, they, they haven't, um, the the whole uh, clip that I wanted to lead up to is just about to. All right. It's gonna be a lot of build up. Just getting mad, right? Better live her alone. Live her alone. Live her alone. I was just gonna say that his pun was worse than any of my puns. I, I do, oh. when, I do, when I did see that, I did think of Allison fondly. That's an Allison joke. But would you say that that's worse than anything she's ever done? It's pretty bad. I mean that that is a stretch pun. I definitely that's a stretch pun. Yeah. Anytime I hear a pun in life in general, I try to think of Allison as something worse. <laughs> but like, I can't think of like an Allison pun that really like comes to mind that sticks out to me that is like the top notch bad. Right. <laughs> I mean, because none of her puns are bad. They are creative. They are there. They they make you see into the eyes of the world. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I feel special. Well, I don't know if I can reciprocate that. <laughs> uh... Without Allison's puns, like, what do you have in life? I know they're they're well, a little that, extra. That's brutal. They're, they're a little that's extra salt that was, in your I didn't dish. mean to attack you. I just meant in general. Like they add, they add. They take have it an extra as a compliment sparkle. to me, not an insult to you. Okay. <laughs> no, I think you should take it as an insult. Well, I'll take it as both, and it hurts. Uh, you're a bad person. Yeah. <laughs> My next is thirty twenty nine. Uh, the only thing I have in this scene is you just see how fucking gorgeous Cindy's us. Uh, <laughs> it's Cindy again. again. Sydney's houses, and then I was like, "Where are they?" And they are in Wine Country, California. Mm. Oh, if I have a daughter, I may need to name her Cindy. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not going to call her anything else. <laughs> her name is Tammy. <laughs> Tammy Sue. <laughs> Like, look at that. It's She's got, like, a sprawling estate. Yeah, yeah it's gorgeous. I wish I had money. I bet she would have had a car. She wouldn't have to take the bus. Yeah, especially after her mom died. I'm sure her mom had a car that she could have driven around. <laughs> you know, oh, I, I be- just meant she would have uh, insisted on her own car. I, I bet it's car. she does it to normalize herself. She doesn't want everyone else to be intimidated by her vast riches. Her vast wealth. <laughs> and But, like, after my mom gets murdered, like, God forbid that it doesn't happen to my mom. I just mean in this. Like, wouldn't you not want to be around people, like, talking about your mom being murdered? Like, wouldn't you be like, Dad, I need a car because, like, I can't sit on a bus and listen to people talk about I that. I need to yeah. be able to jet. 
And yeah, it would give you a kind of a feeling of control. Like you can yeah. get out of a situation when you want to. You can just drive right. away. Yeah, I can buy that. But then uh, I guess we'd have no movie if she hadn't have to wait for Tatum every time she needed a ride somewhere. That's very true. All right, so the next one that you guys have is the next one I have is thirty twenty five. Oh, I bet yours and mine are the same because mine's thirty twenty nine. All right, so Billy's cell phone just drops out of his packet. Oh, Billy! <laughs> oh, Billy! <laughs> She's like, uh, why would you have a cell phone unless you were trying to kill people? Which I don't know if I buy that, Leap and Logic. Wait, Sydney, wait. So I, I get that, that she she takes it like you have a phone, therefore you could have been the one calling. Mm-hmm. But just people have cell phones. Not as, I guess, common in 96. I mean, they- No, that's true. But if he has a cell phone, she would have known that already. I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 16, 17 after I started driving... Um, and by myself because it was a safety 16, thing. 16, 17. Yeah, I think I had my first cell phone, in, like it was a flip phone, I think in middle school. Yeah, I was, I think, 12 and I had a hot pink Motorola razor. Man. And I thought I was the hottest shit. And a week after I got it, I dropped it on a ceramic tile, like floor, and <laughs> it never lived again. See, I never had a cool cell phone. I had the basic, like, singular or AT&T cell phone, the, the shiny like or matte silver yeah. thing that they would give and then you. And you have to pull the thing up to get service. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Zach, I don't know if you remember, but when you first met me, I had a crappy old school phone and you made fun of me for a very long time until he, I got he, an iPhone. I know, you got an iPhone and then you it was like the iPhone 5, I think. And then like several years after that, you still had an iPhone 5 and I started to make fun of you again. Then you finally wound up with your nice iPhone 8 here. Mm-hmm. But that's how many generations went by. How can you live with yourself? Because I I don't need to replace it immediately. After. She's too good of a person. I need something new like every five minutes. Otherwise, I just fall back into my depression. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like that with everything, but with technology. Aww, womp, womp. <laughs> Did I just make it sad? <laughs> no. I like how endearingly you said that too. Did I just make it sad? Did I do that? <laughs> oh, gee, Willikers. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. So uh, here we go. Oh. Dashing round. Dashing through the stairs. Why? <laughs> no, uh, that, that was my clip. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So the c- dude is standing there with the mask pointed at the door at the end of his arm. Yeah. What maniac would do that? They want you to think that he's the killer. I get that from a film p- perspective, but what's their rationale for him, he's the character, to have done that? Dumb. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> super dumb. That's super fucking dumb. Maybe That's he was really using dumb. it to he's knock like, on the door are you with. There? Like, why? I, I don't know why. <laughs> but the fact that he's more scared than Sydney is, so it's great. He, like, screams. Yeah, that's also very good. But I just, I can't get over the fact that, what what is this man? <laughs> I think he is just pure gold. I love everything about Dewey. I love Dewey. I have to say I do, too. Except for that moment. Oh, he's just so That's sad. crazy. That's, that's what introduces you to what bullshit he is. <laughs> like, like this, you, this is the, you get the pure essence. I like him being scared. 30 seconds. I like him being scared. I think that's brilliant. Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Look, look at this. You see this one red light? Yeah. This is a new sound thing that I've cooked up just for situations like this. Uh-oh. I don't know. I didn't look for any of those basic things because I'm horrible at my job. It's a clip from Scrubs. Where this doctor uh, says he's terrible at his job, and I'm going to play that every time he's terrible at his job. Uh, and this is the first time, because he's freaking out someone who might have just been murdered by pointing the offending mask yeah. at the door. Oh, I found this in your yard, Sydney. <laughs> 
crazy. Did you do it? It's out of control. <laughs> he needs to go to prison for life. He's got the gun at her too. <laughs> like, like, like this whole scene is the essence of what's wrong with the with the police force in this country. <laughs> no training. <laughs> whatsoever. No tra- he's just waving a gun around. He's the deputy of this town. Oh my god! Crazy. Oh gosh, I I didn't time clip it, but I also love the scene where the sergeant is smoking and he's eating his ice cream in the fashion of the guy smoking, like because the guy is smoking, looking all cool. It's like, and, and he's eating the ice cream. Like, also, I don't know that I time stamped it but when they go to the police station and uh little uh, cindy crawford is sitting in the, like the, the bullpen area <laughs> bullpen. and they and they move um, i think that's what they call it isn't it mm-hmm. what they call it yeah, like the the center sure. area with yeah. all the desks and stuff mm-hmm. they bring by the person that they're she all accused. treating as the person that almost tried to kill her they just yeah. trot him right by her so that yeah. he can yell whatever it's he wants it's not at her. like she's facing trauma or anything but also about that scene is mm. you see on dewey's desk a pair of like plastic handcuffs and that's like just shows how much of a joke he is to the police forces. Yeah. He doesn't have real handcuffs; he's plastic. And I love that uh, Rose McGowan. Yes, mm-hmm. is always dressing him down, oh, including yeah. in the in the oh, police station. Yeah. Oh, that's doofus. <laughs> that's doofus. Like She's uh, horrible. I have a lot to say about her later. See, I don't. I don't hate her character except for how he, she don't treats him. Like her. I don't like how she treats I him. I mean, we need her for the movie to set the tone of her being an asshole, but she sucks. She's a terrible friend. Do you uh, think so? Yeah, because her friend, her friend's mother gets murdered, and she's like, "Ah, oh, I'm just kitschy, naming me a teenager." And then she like, she like, her friend's like, "I need you to come pick me up because I'm scared." And she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna take forever at cheer practice, and, and then I'm gonna go to the movie store." And then this <laughs> happens, and then she's like, she like, her friend gets attacked, and she's like, "Oh, do you really think Billy did it? He's too perfect. I knew." Like, dude. So, do you think Stu may have distracted her, knowing that Billy was doing something to stop her from getting to the house on time? So I don't. I, I, I don't know about maybe, but I just think she's just a bad person. She doesn't understand the veracity of what's going on. See, but she also defends Sydney. She, but oh, she, she definitely defends yeah. Sydney, especially against Gail. But at the same time, she's like she defends Sydney, but she's shitty to Sydney at the same time. Also, she needs to purchase some uh, sturdier undergarments. The nipples I'm not so worried about, especially because all of Friends in the 90s was nipples. Oh, I actually have a, I have a really... Oh, I'm missing the nipple conversation? Yeah. yeah. Well, I actually have a fun quote from uh, when we watched the trailer. <laughs> uh, it's a Zach quote. So I'm excited what to share that. What did you say about nipples, Zach? Is it about oh, oysters? Oh, he was reacting to the garage scene because there's the scene where she comes out into the garage. Oh, yeah. And, and like he saw the attention. shirt and he's like, I said, um, when she comes into the chili garage zach's first reaction was holy jeez look at those <laughs> they were very prominent all right so you you said uh kaya yours is 33 yeah, because the sheriff is like what are you doing with the cellular telephone billy and nope. i just thought that was funny because everyone <laughs> now cell has ones yeah. weren't a thing but then he also we find out billy's last name is billy loomis which is a nod to halloween that's right mm-hmm. wasn't that uh dr uh dr loomis over there Let me ask you this. What are you doing with a cellular telephone? Yeah, he should have closed the blinds. <laughs> yeah, he's a shitty sheriff. He is. Yes, he is. And But what kind of question is that? What are you doing with a cellular telephone? Right. Like, well, was that? That's what I was going to ask you guys. Like, was it abnormal to have a cell phone? No. It just wasn't as common as it is now. No, it's not as common as it is now. But it, it would be like asking somebody like, 
I don't know. What's uncommon? Like, why do you have a gaming computer? So yeah. it would not been, everybody has them. Why do you have one? Because I game. I don't know. It, it would have made more sense for like Billy at that time to have a pager uh, than a cell phone. Yeah, those are more common. I but I mean, it was in, not, by '96. I feel like a lot of people had cell phones. Not everybody, but a lot of people. Had. What could you do? Could you just call people? Just on call them? people. You couldn't yeah. like send a text to message. I don't think so. I think it was just calling. Oh, it was the three button text where it's like click click click. Oh, yeah. Didn't that have a name like T9 or something like that? I don't remember. I don't know, but it sucked. It yeah, was, it was painful. Terrible. What are you doing with cellular telephones? Why? Also, like, I'm assuming that's Billy's dad. He's looking rough. Yeah, he looks like the poor man's version of, oh, gosh, now I'm going to forget the actor's name. The guy with the really thick eyebrows that was in House Eugene on Haunted Levy. Hill. Uh, Eugene Levy? Uh, he looks to me like uh, Lisa Rinna's husband, whose name I can't remember. We're going to have to hold you, son, until we get those phone records. Peter Gallagher is who I was thinking. Oh, uh, yeah, he does have big eyebrows. The only big eyebrow person I remember is Eugene Levy. Oh, yeah. Eugene well, his are like two giant caterpillars <laughs> fighting for attention on his forehead. <laughs> that was oddly specific. <laughs> <laughs> I would call it Frida and Wilma. <laughs> What's that from? It's Princess from Pre- Diaries. Thank you. No, he never died. seen it. You should. It's a classic. Maybe I will Add that one to day. the list. Uh, mean Girls is the next one. Oh, I'm going to okay. have you co-host with us. Oh, on. boy. Are you in for a ride? I'm dreading it that was, episode. You know what? We missed it yesterday. <laughs> it was October yes- 3rd. Yeah. It was a very important date. Aaron Samuels asked Katie Herring what day what day it was. It was October 3rd. You go, Glenn oh, Coco. You, for, for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco. Anyway, so uh, back to the <laughs> None of that means anything to me. Oh, it will. It'll and be I'm sure you, the viewer, life. are And too it will mean everything to you. All right, so what's our next uh, timestamp? Just listen to what Tatum says. Tatum. Try to get some sleep. Yeah, yeah. At least she's taking care of her friend here. Yes. I find it interesting that she has two twin See, beds I in her room. I was thinking the same thing. So maybe she had a twin that was She related. ate in the womb. <laughs> or that. <laughs> so basically she's talking about how perfect Billy is. So dreamy. He was destined to have a flaw. I knew he was too perfect. <laughs> he has to kill people. Yeah, like that that upsets <laughs> me for some reason. Like she's being so nonchalant about this entire yeah, that situation. Is, yeah, that is pretty Like crazy. your friend almost got murdered and you're like, ugh, he's just too perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I agree with I'm you. like playing pop music. Yeah, you don't listen to popular this music. A, this isn't like a casual sleepover. Yeah, that's true. I, I buy that. That's that's changing my mind about her. Oh, Sydney. No. I find Whoa. it interesting that the mom didn't ask who was calling. Well, she she said it's your dad. No, she didn't. Leave me alone. Go back to that. I, I thought back. she said. She says Sydney, it's your dad. I thought she said I don't. Well, know. hang on. Because she said, has anyone seen my dad? Telephone, honey. Who is it? For Sid. My dad. I don't think so. Oh, I misunderstood. Allison was right. One point to Allison. Oh, damn. Oh, my God. She's doing a victory dance and the whole thing. Yeah. Leave me alone. I have the same reaction anytime I have to make a phone call. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this restaurant doesn't have an online ordering system? No. No. (laughs) You're not getting my business. And then he comes out with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shoot the phone. <laughs> In his tidy whites. Oh, is he wearing the whitey tights? Oh, gosh. And I just, can we talk about his mustache? Yes, porn it's stash? bad. It's a bad one. I wonder the if look. they put on the mustache Do to you make him look love... a little older. Because Possibly. No, it's not attractive in any way, shape, or form. Okay, good. It's creepy. <laughs> I'm glad and you And imagine, like, touching that. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's not, it's not a good thing. 
Mine's 4140. Okay, cool. I was just saying in this one, they just do such a good job of making Gail Weathers so unlikable. She's so... But she, but at the same time... Well, I guess you don't really start liking her till the... The thing I like about the scene where she's talking to her about Cotton is, like, Gail is unlikable, but she's unlikable for a reason. She is upset with Sydney for putting away an innocent man in prison. Well, and I, yeah, they give her a good... Because it's also a bigger scandal if that's... She doesn't care about saving his life. Well, don't we find out later that she had been, like, interviewing Cotton and had struck up a friendship with him? Yeah. So, like, Cotton meant something to her. Not... I mean, it definitely meant something to her career, but, like, you, she, they kind of humanize her a little bit with that tidbit. Yeah, but not in this movie. So I, I always took the interaction to mean like it, th- this is the specific conversation where she's actually she finishes with Sydney and then uh, turns to her cameraman and it it seems like a pure. Can you imagine what the, she she says it? Can you imagine what that's going to do for my book sales? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. She's so, definitely an asshole. She, she's a bitch. She's Nancy Grace. Although. Y- not that bad. Um, but I will say that... She I, doesn't th- talk enough with her hair. Like <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Grace is super annoying to listen to. It's crazy. I didn't think, I, I didn't think she was convincingly unlikable. Something about her is just so likable that to, it bled through. To me, it was that I honestly think that she, like, that, like she cared for... Did it mean her book sales? Yeah, absolutely. But I think she actually... She legitimately was concerned that an innocent person was sitting in prison. I just, me, I, I had a different reading until the second movie. So yeah, I, the, the, the this more the movies, the, the more context you're given. Yeah, so in this movie, they made her purely unlikable. Except but Zach says Dewey. that she, like, yeah. Except with Dewey. He's her soft spot. After your mother seduced him. I saw him leave wearing it. No, you saw someone leave wearing that coat. The same someone who planted it in Cotton's car, framing him. Cotton murdered my mother. Don't you talk back to me. (laughs) Nice welt, sweetie. Let's go, Sid. The killer's still on the loose, isn't he? Come on, Sid. Those murders are related. Sorry I mangled your face. Wait, Sidney, don't go. Just stop. Like Danny McBride back there. Jesus Christ. God damn it, Kevin. A man on death row. A killer still on the loose. Kenny, tell me I'm dreaming. You want to go live? No, no, no. Not so fast. We don't have anything concrete. This is huge. You can't just sit on it. I know. That's why we need proof. If I'm right about this, I could save a man's life. See? Do you know what that could do for my book sale? Oh, <laughs> then she turns around. <laughs> I was like, see what? You're, I'm proving my point. <laughs> uh, my next is at uh, 4524, which is, I think, what we're getting into. And it's just, high school girls are the worst. She was never attacked. I think she made it all up. So I, I never ran attention. into people like this chick here mm-hmm. that's the coming cheerleader yeah Sydney. i never ran into Sydney. someone whose personality was like that are those people real yeah oh god <laughs> bitchy cheerleaders are real. brutal no now is there somebody that gets this in depth into the psych the psyche of a possible murder absolutely not it's more like she's such a slut yeah <laughs> see that that was normal the blonde not so much mother you're evil it's a common fact mother was a tramp. tramp but they definitely would have heard her come in or someone come in think about it because she didn't care yeah disturbed and hostile in a cruel and inhumane world she's delusional where's god etc completely suicidal one day she snaps she wants to kill herself 
but she realizes that teen suicide is out this year, and homicide is a much healthier therapeutic expression. Where do you? You know who she kind of looks like? There is the sister from Even Stevens. Oh, Christy Carlson Romano. You know, I was going to say the the writing of that part seemed almost like a Joss Whedon piece. I I was thinking the same thing. That read very Buffy to me. That well, that, well, that to me looked like Cordelia, yeah, blonde Cordelia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, but not done quite as well as he would have done it because I don't think it made sense. Like, but murders more. I mean, in or it's it's very odd. It's an odd placement for the movie because everyone's kind of joking around and not taking this seriously, and that girl just got deep, <laughs> <laughs> some deep cuts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have forty eight. It's when it's when Gail and Dewey are talking. Hi, Gail Weathers, field correspondent. It's just this whole part. I know who you are, Miss Weathers. How's the eye? Productive. Is there a problem on campus? No, everything's under control. Well, of course, you're here. You're not supposed to be here. I know. I should be in New York covering the Sharon Stone stalker, but who knew? You look awfully young to be a I didn't look for any of those basic things because I'm horrible at my job. <laughs> you know, in a demographic study, I proved to be most popular amongst males 11 to 24. I guess I just missed you. <laughs> of course, you don't look a day over 12. She says, you don't look a nice. day over 12. What does that mean? She said it seductively that's as well. That's creepy. Yeah, yeah, that's not exactly you complimentary. You don't look a day over 12. Like, <laughs> oh, why? I'm going to have a roll in the hay with you later. Yeah. Roll, roll, Literally. roll in oh, the wait, hay. Oh, wait, no, that's Scream 4 when they roll in hay. Oh, do they? <gasps> Spoiled. I know. I just ruined the whole fucking series. Damn it. <laughs> now you know they survived to four. <laughs> ah. Does the force require you to work? I didn't say she was alive. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a real weird turn. <laughs> like, But that means he is alive and has weird taste. I need your attention yeah. now, kids. And that's, that's he, all he I He created for a narrative for a corpse that he's been dating. <laughs> That'd be a great subtitle for the next scream, the the corpse I'm dating or something. Scream two, the corpse girl. Uh, I dated a corpse. Also at fifty four thirty, Tatum says something that is like something. Right. <laughs> I mean, we certainly don't have any leads. Have you located Sidney's father yet? No. Yeah. Well, he's not a suspect, is he? We haven't ruled him out as a possibility. If you'll excuse me. I'm sorry, am I keeping you? If I may say so, Miss Weathers. I really thought he was going to have a spine for a moment. And he's like, <laughs> if I may say so, you need to get out of here because these people are traumatized and they don't need your right. garbage. Mm-hmm. But no, he was like taking his hat off. Oh, gee. I just think you're the prettiest. <laughs> we should go to the ice cream social later. Much prettier in person. So you do watch the show. I was 24 for a whole year. I was 24 for a whole year. <laughs> Lame. Please call me mm-hmm. Gail. Please call me Gail. <laughs> you're so 12-y looking. <laughs> Her face is just so punchable. Courtney Cox, I love you. You're so hot on that show. <laughs> Does anyone know what I'm talking about? No. It's South Park. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's a, in the movie, Stan's dad sings it. <laughs> I, I have no memory of this thing. I thought you just created yeah, it. Yeah, that's such a Zach thing to make. <laughs> and then I was shocked because I was like, really? That's your type? Uh, I mean, she's yeah, she's pretty, I guess. Yeah, not anymore. But she used wow, to be back in the day. Back in the day. Oh. We got to see that Wes Craven cameo. 
So didn't T sell the rights to Freddy or Nightmare on Elm Street like before the first movie even came out? Wes Craven? Yeah. Shit. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Because I think the I read a piece of trivia that like later in the movie someone says that all the Friday the Nineteenth or Friday the Nineteenth. Uh, much more. Uh, <laughs> somebody sold the rights of Friday the Nineteenth. Maybe not the Thirteenth. That would be such a good spoof movie though. Friday the Nineteenth. The night. Nothing, nothing happened. Nothing in particular was interesting on that Someone's day. Someone's just sitting at home orders a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, uh, all the sequels were terrible. Uh, someone says that later in the movie, and I think that was written in because he didn't have anything to do with the sequels. That would make sense. That would, or it's just him being self-deprecating. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he just didn't have as much creative control over them because I think he's always had a hand in them. I just don't know if he. I don't think he ever owned the rights to. Maybe I don't know. That's that's what I read. That's so that. So I thought that. I don't know. There are some questionable Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So. Oh, I think the only one. one I think the only one I've seen all the way through is the Dream Warriors one. I love Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is good. The second one has a whole there's a documentary about the second one actually called Scream Queen <laughs> about how the um, main character cuz I guess when that movie came out it was like groundbreaking and edgy because the main character um wasn't he gay? Or well, like, everyone was like, this is so homoerotic and everything. And yeah. so they did a documentary called Scream Queen about how the Hector actually is gay and like all of like how. But he wasn't ready to be out. Right. He yet. wasn't out yet no. or anything and how uncomfortable it was for him. But also like how that movie helped the LGBTQ plus community. And like there was there's, I haven't seen it all the way through, but it was pretty interesting. So had they well, intended to make it seem homoerotic? Or no, was just, I just think <laughs> that was just himself blossoming out. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it looks like he's had a hand in writing a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Okay, so it says Drew Barrymore's uh, character claims that the sequels to A Nightmare on Elm Street sucked. And Wes Craven sold the rights to the sequels before the film was released and mm. became a success and disliked many of the sequels. Um, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense then. All right, so what's your next one? 5543. And this is just one of my... Um, one, this movie is very self-aware, but how delightfully weird Lillard is. A little lap dog. He's got killer printed all over his forehead. Okay. Really? <laughs> Why the cops let him go, smart guy? Because obviously they don't watch enough movies. This is standard horror movie stuff. So you said he did not like he didn't like his performance in this movie. He said his gums were too showy. He could see. He said he was too gummy. Oh. His gums. Did man. Why would he want to kill his own girlfriend? There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. That's the beauty of <laughs> the woman in the background perks up. <laughs> I just noticed that. <laughs> She's hyper focused on what's going on there. Well, what's his reason? Do you remember when you first saw this movie? Like, if when you started putting pieces together about who was doing what or who might have been the killer. Or did you just kind of suspect everybody until? I think I, I think if I remember correctly, I suspected everybody. Um, even Sydney, even especially Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Not her. I don't. I think I always thought it was Dewey. He seemed too innocent and too goofy. And yeah. I had. And this is really sad to say, but I had seen Scary Movie before I saw Scream. So mm. I in Scary Movie, he ends up being the bad guy. That what his character's named like Doofy or something. <laughs> he ends up being the killer. So mm. I was like, oh, it has to be him in the original movie. Yeah. Um, and, and they do I, set I was him up. So but, glad I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. There was one scene I think near the end of the movie where it kind of like played some ominous music when he mm -hmm. leaves frame. So I it's like, 
I, I don't think I ever thought it was him. I saw it when I was a kid. So like my prediction this time around, I was pretty sure it was the main boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But and I knew I was pretty sure there was another guy helping him out, and I couldn't think who it was. So I, my guess was between these two guys. Yeah. Motives are incidental. Millennium. Hmm. Millennium. I like that. That's good. Hong Kong. Millennium. <laughs> good kid. Good kid. Millennium. Good word, my man. So I'll say the first time I saw this movie, I was staying over at my friend Ashton's place um, for a sleepover. And she had this house in the middle of nowhere that was all windows. It was creepy as hell. It was uh, up in Akakik, Maryland. And like it was just all windows in the woods, very isolated. And we freaked ourselves out. Like we, we were legitimately scared. <laughs> So this scene, I, I want to point some, just, they're walking around the liquor store. Yeah, and they're teenagers. <laughs> and they're teenagers in high school, which apparently that's okay in this town. But they see the reflection of uh, Mr. Scream Man. How did he enter the store with no one seeing him? I think this is not a pure liquor store. I think it's one of the grocery stores that can have liquor in it, like. Oh, because they're not in Maryland. Yeah, Virginia has beer and wine in their grocery stores. Possibly. Okay, so yeah, there, you see because, Scream but Man. But everyone's saying that it's like... Well, actually, I don't know if they say if this is around Halloween or not, but every like everybody has that costume. It's like yeah, a do, common... Dewey makes a comment here in the ice cream cigarette scene where he's like, "You, they're available in every five and dime. Yeah. Okay, but how did nobody notice Scream Man going in and out? Like the proprietor That's of the true. store? Like, didn't see him come in? They could have, but they may not have cared. Yeah, it's just like, uh, just pay for your whatever and get the fuck out of my Uh, store. Okay, (laughs) so imagine you are uh, the proprietor of a CVS. Yeah. And it's a CVS that is happening to take place at the same time as a horror movie convention, comic book convention. You know how much shit you see? And you just kind of have to be like, well... This is the new life for this week. Yeah, and it's it also, convention season. And it also makes contextual sense in Hollywood. But if you're out in the middle of, you know, country bumpkin town and it's there's no convention around and there's a serial killer going around killing folks dressed like this. But like all those teenagers were wearing it in high school and they got like in the school and they got in trouble for it. So maybe you just thought it was another stupid teenager doing stupid teenager shit. Yeah, um, well, but apparently the, this entire town is just all stupid teenagers. <laughs> it's true. And maybe the guy behind the counter was yeah. also a stupid teenager. Yeah. It's possible. They don't get paid enough to worry about these yeah, things. They, it's, yeah. You know what? As long as you're paying for your corn nuts, I don't I don't care. Your corn nuts. Corn nuts? Yeah, that's a, it's a salty nut made out of corn. Yeah, it's, corn. A, it's like a Never corn, it. corn set. It's like a Kix cereal, but savory. Gross. The next one I have is 107. I have 105. Tatum now sees... The ghost face, and she thinks it's like a joke. Because that's a lot of hard-boiled eggs or fresh eggs in the I, outside refrigerator. I thought she had a lot of good fight in her. Threw a, threw a few bottles. She drops a few bottles. Drop. Uh, no, she did throw a couple. Yeah, right. she, she threw a couple, uh, got him in the groin, got him in the face. Yeah. You, you want to... trips him at one point. Oh, there he is. Is that you, in this scene, though, it's more shiny, I think, than I remember. It's like a sparkly uh, yeah. Yeah. garage. So my parents' garage, they had like a little foot sensor. Um, like, So if you crossed it, the door would halt or go back up. 
And I think this is just an advertisement okay, of why those safety measures no, are necessary. Mr. Ghostface. Uh, so right there, that's the only time you hear the name Ghostface in the entire movie. And you actually see the label on the outfit thing that they show earlier, mm-hmm. and it's called something else. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. Halloween Joe. Last year, you came over to my house, and we carved pumpkins, and I tried to make a ghost face pumpkin. I think you were successful. I remember that. I remember seeing pictures of it. Yeah. I wasn't happy with it, but I'm seldom happy with my own art. Here we go. Groin. Face. And trip. Yep. And then... If only they had that little security sensor to pop the garage (laughs) back open. Uh, Absolutely. Well, but I don't think any garage door, one, would continue going up, but... I don't think they're strong enough. Well, usually also garage doors have a sensor, so like if something's moving, it just stops. Yeah. yeah. So like she's flailing around, wouldn't it stop? Well, yeah. they, they don't see on the ground level. They don't have any of those. Sensors. Well, but that, that's for when the door is coming down. But when for the door, the door is coming up. I mean, if if you just grab the door with your hand, it'll just keep going. Well, no, I mean if you grab the door with your hand and start pulling it, it would stop. Mm. It would stop moving. And so her whole body weight, I don't even think those motors are strong enough to do this. So what you're saying is like, this is, this is just not plausible. And no, if this, this movie is true, over, none of it's true. Yeah. Ex- except for her nipples, obviously. Those are, were also fake. <laughs> fake nipples. Oh, she had like the, the little um, suction ones that they yeah. had in Sex in the well, City. I wondered about that. So do you think that for movies like this, do you think that they intended for her nipples to look like that? Uh, yeah, they they hardened them on purpose. They put like a like a like Silicone. you know how the hair dryer can go cold. They do that right before the scene starts. Why? Oh, I don't know. That's just um, what uh, Holly because we want to sexualize our teenagers, uh, sexy teens, just like in the last uh, in the Lost Boys. He wanted yeah. sexy kids, sexy sexy kids. <laughs> so this one, I'm setting up an ethical issue. Okay, here goes my chance. I mean, the murders aren't ethical. Damn it. Well, I think they're pretty black and white. <laughs> they're, they're not good. Murder's not good. Oh, really, Alicia? All right, so the ethical problem is in here. We're inside the news van, mm-hmm. and uh, Courtney Cox has set up a camera mm-hmm. pointed at a bunch of lic- liquored-up, partying, cool nubile de- teenagers. Depending on what state you're in, this is perfectly legal to record people without their consent. But it's the sexy kids, is what I'm saying. It's the kids getting sexy and drunk. And, but they're and just not watching. getting sexy in there. They're getting sexy upstairs. You don't know what might happen here. An orgy might spring, spring up. But if everyone believed that at some point some teens would have an orgy, no one would have all the recording devices on their cell phones that they do now. So this is good news? No. <laughs> I didn't say it was good news. I'm just saying what it is. Um, no, in, in this case, I think um, if she had intention to sell the, the video of the sexing teenagers she online. She be allowed to. They'd be underage. It's child pornography. Well, that's, well, that, that's, that's the thing. point I was going yeah. to make. Yeah, so if if the video is nothing happens with it and it gets deleted, uh, her recording it, yes, it's problematic, but she's looking for something else there. Well, okay. Murder. But if you record uh, kids at a party where it's likely that something like that might happen. Zach, what parties did you go to in yeah. high school where kids were just openly doing it? having orgies? But she doesn't know is what I'm saying. So, but so she records. But she's anticipating for- it? No, I'm saying <laughs> she, she should have anticipated that it could potentially happen. I don't think it would happen openly in that kind of a living room, though. I don't think it. I don't These th- teens I, have some class. I don't think it necessarily would, not but much. it's possible. <laughs> I d- it's not probable. Mm. 
Have you seen those teenagers? Yeah, they're yeah. they're all in their thirties. I think and- you're thinking of Black Mast. <laughs> <laughs> I often confuse movies with Black Mast. It's a great film. So check it out. What's problematic with your theory is well, that but no, it's but not, the, not, so, not necessarily that they would have sex. But what if someone flashes like the room or something? That's that's unlikely. conceivable. No, that's conceivable at a party like this. No, because really? I don't is. know any. No! I don't know yes, any teenage girls to just like flash their their boobs. Well, maybe not the people you hung out with, but there are totally people like that that exist. Yeah, but usually they're the woo girls in college. Yeah, yes, they wait till college to show their boobs. Not yeah, high and then they wait to do it till the oh gosh, what was that? Girls Gone Wild or whatever. Oh, like when you're on spring break. Woo. Spring break forever. I don't think it's necessarily likely for all of them to have done it, but I'm saying <laughs> that it's... <laughs> what Zach is saying is it's entirely possible and that Gail Weathers was about to get child pornography yes. and this is an unethical no. situation. Yes, no, I, I think, think it was unethical for her to have done it because she doesn't know so what she Zach, might have seen. The entirety of her is unethical. This is the most unethical thing she's done? Potential child pornography? Yeah. Uh. I don't think that's what she was going for. I think she was going for... Actually, it's it's good you bring that up. What is she going for here? Why is she putting the camera in there? Not to catch a murderer. It, because like she wasn't anticipating they'd get murdered. What was she trying to find? Exactly. But also, more than that, I don't think it matters. I think she should have anticipated the potential pitfalls of what she did. Right. And so it might not I have mattered her intent. I just don't think could have aired any of this. Exactly. But having a, having a personal collection is still just as creepy, I feel like. I just don't think that her in yeah. I, the, the probability of random titties in this party. I just think it's minimal. I mean, they're just but even if it's minimal, it's there. Minimal, uh, okay, titties. yeah, mi- minimal titties can happen at any time, anywhere in the world. Yeah, but it's more likely when everyone's getting drunk at a party. No, I it's just, not. It's less likely because there's more people around. Yes, of I course. think we should put this to a test. I think when coronavirus is over and every like it's safe to party again, Zach and I just go to a lot a high of school? parties. <laughs> a lot of high school parties. Well, no, not high school. <laughs> I was like, we're kind of no, we're not this. doing high school parties because that's weird. We are adults and that's creepy. But yeah. like. Sure, if we'll, we'll rate how many titties Zach may or may not see. I'm not, look, I'm just saying it's we a should, possibility. We should get a checklist, like a tally marker of Zach seeing some titties. Like, That's such a weird and sentence. Then, and then it's like, it's like the pictures where like you see the president at the beginning of their, of their journey and the end of their journey. And it's like, Zach looks so downtrodden by the last titty. He's just too looks, many, too many he's, boobs. He's weathered down. Also, I, I never, many. I never say the word titties. And so this has felt so unnatural to have this look, entire Nobody's forced anyone to say titties. It does sound like a toddler cursing. It's just not natural for you to say the word titty. It really it doesn't it doesn't feel good. Titties. Titties. Is it because I'm articulating it too? It's because you're too good of a person to use such foul uh, language. Yeah. Titties. Are titties. The titties inherently. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So I think we agree that this is unethical. <laughs> Nobody disagreed with that. You guys are making so many excuses reasons. for her. Well, no. It's just why we think it's unethical does not correlate to what you think is unethical. Well, what's unethical about it for you then? Well, one, in most states it's illegal to record anybody without their consent. Okay, but saying that that's not the case but here. One, she's recording underage teenagers, not for the titty factor. <laughs> not necessarily titty titties. Factor. It could be but dongs. Like, like, what, if the, what if one of the guys is feeling weird and but having also a circle what's unethical. No, just like, wants to flop it out just to be strange. Okay, yeah, no, that just doesn't happen. Could but happen. What, 
actually I think that did more, happen in high now that I'm thinking I, about see? it somebody did Dude, whip it a can, dick out people but just a do dick weird is things more likely than a tit sure and so I mean I, I think you're more likely to get someone doing a recreation look, of the risky business slide you guys have been more obsessed with titties here than anyone <laughs> well, I, I have not mentioned go, titties going back to what's unethical about this is like these tits are partying during a murder like yeah. like they're supposed to be like call your call their fucking parents get them somewhere safe yeah. not oh we're just gonna let them keep drinking like they walk in there with Dewey and he's like oh it's fine to drink underage I know he takes oh, somebody's beer and then gives it back yeah, to them he's I'm like, just kidding, oh, are you old enough for that no I'm just kidding have fun <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a buzzkill you literally don't want these kids congregating because there's somebody out there killing teenagers and you're just gonna be perfectly fine with them partying mm-hmm. as long as we get it on tape the murders uh, that brings me back to why is why is she filming what does she hope to see and that's all that's and what is it piece. likely that she or even unlikely, I mean because she still. could not have anticipated that she'd see all these people get murdered yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway I think we all agree I mean they all are also in an unmarked white van in a shadowy okay. area yeah but he's not enticing people there like hey you want some candy yeah, you saying, don't know hey, what he you might want do. Some raw footage. Nobody Kenny- came by the van yet. <laughs> I will say <laughs> some raw footage. I will say that Kenny the cameraman seems to have the more ethical personality out she of everyone. He's the most abused person yeah. in this entire movie. <laughs> uh, poor fella. <sighs> All right, so one eleven was both Kaya's and yeah. Ryan's timestamp because we find this more disturbing so than the possibility cringy. of G. It's so cringy. The way she talks is gross. I just don't understand. With all of her theories and everything, why is this her choice? Yeah, how come, like, after your mom gets murdered, you don't want to have sex, but your friend gets murdered, and it's like, oh, let's just, after after you accuse your boyfriend of murder, it's like, oh, let me, like, it give might you not my have been flower. Him. No, I, I mean... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just paused my entire That's thought. That's something Did... Sydney would say. Okay. Have my flower. <laughs> Have my was flower. she one of the girls from Now and Then? Like, what's Now and Then? Uh, I don't. I don't either. What's that? <laughs> oh, it's a really cute movie with Christina Ricci. Um, mm. It's a coming of age story. Uh, Thora Birch is in it too. I oh okay. It's so funny that you bring up Thora Birch because I watched Hocus Pocus the other night and went on a rant about how much I cannot stand Thora Birch because of her lack of eyebrows. It just really bothers me. Which Does one is she Thora not Birch? Have She's a little sister in Hocus Pocus, the, like the bratty one. Oh yeah. She just doesn't have eyebrows in Hocus Pocus, and she's never fixed that situation. And it's oh. she's like in her thirties now. Come on. She still doesn't have eyebrows. She don't have eyebrows. Does, does Maybe she, she has have, a medical condition. Yeah, like but like be- but like. Draw them in. That's why she's only in Lifetime movies now, because of her lack of brow. And she's just a bad actress. <laughs> I mean, they're there. They're just faint. They're like mine. So what mine did you... Are very... But see, you can see brows. I, I don't know. Something about her just really upsets me. Well, yeah. So did you not like her acting or her character in uh, Hocus Pocus? I like the idea of her character, but she's a little asshole. I have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, children should not be in brat. movies in general. I totally agree. <laughs> While we were talking about this last episode, I've got a real problem with uh, child, child actors. actors in general. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. not it's not great. Yeah. But she had them in Now and Then, looking at the image. They're just very faint. I bet they see them on later. She looks like a little uh, But uh, that, it's a really cute movie. I recommend it Now and Then. All right. You'll cry. You'll you laugh. You'll look for You'll shave off your eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> Solidarity, baby. One great big movie. Oh. Alright, so he's caressing her cheek. And she's like, oh, I wish it was like a Reg- Meg Ryan movie or like a good porno. Oh, <laughs> gross. One, fuck Meg Ryan and ew. And two, I'm just kidding, I have nothing against Meg Ryan, but like, come on. I will say, 
That her and Tom Hanks were always adorable together. I never saw that, but she's in what? some movie with Matthew. Tom, like Tom Sle- Hanks and Meg Ryan? Sleepless in Seattle, right? Was she his daughter or something? No. No. <laughs> they were they love, love interests. Interest. They're the same age. Are they really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I always took her to be someone much younger. No. Like, I would if anything, I, she's a little older. If I were to guess her age now, before you guys started saying these things, I would have said she was maybe like 37. In Sleepless in Seattle? No, now. She's 58. Yeah, she's older than Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. <laughs> I love and, uh, her. And Tom Hanks is she's 64. So hot on that show. All right. So, Megan, Meg Ryan, eh? Megan Ryan. Megan Ryan. That's how I call her. We're friends. <laughs> Me and Meggie. Back to the cringe. All right, she's getting into it. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Or a good porno. Or even a good porno. I like the, and the whispering. I cannot stand whispering. It makes me uncomfortable in general. And that, just everything about that makes me want to die. Oh, so yeah. do you remember that, Is that rap why you song don't that like was NPR? like the whisper song? That's why I don't like NPR, actually. So that's probably it. Like, I love the idea of NPR. I love what they're saying. But I cannot listen to it because it. <laughs> it's like when you go to the movies and you hear somebody pouring a Coke over ice. That sound drives me oh. crazy. It's like it's like reverse ASMR. I cannot stand it. So I'm uh. with you on whispering, and also people like chewing. Like, Ew! It's gross. Ew. Like that it's sound. Disgusting. Yeah. So I liked this scene. I liked all these guys gathered around. I think this oh, is. And then he gives the rules of well, horror. Well, yeah, that that's what my tan timestamp was because the rules do follow through the rest of the series until the fourth one when they added new rules. This was the first scene that I actually had a good chuckle. I don't think because this is billed as a horror comedy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't think I got any kind of comedy out of it really until this scene, but I I, th- I thought this was chuckle worthy. But Sydney's not a virgin, so why isn't she dead yet? She's she's a virgin up until now. Now, yeah. But I mean, the other movies like she should be dead at this point, right? Yeah. <laughs> you just wanted her to die, so no, you were but... rooting for Emma Roberts in the fourth one. No, but the new one, I have a feeling they are going to finally kill her off. They also oh. said Lillard's coming. Yeah, back. Yeah, Lillard's coming back, which which I'm interested in because like we see him die in this movie, and there's no way you can come back from that. So what is it? Who's Lillard? Shaggy. Shaggy. Joe. Shaggy. Okay. Oh yeah. So he, he he bleeds out, and then he gets hit with a TV and like electric. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay, that so, was his like, final thing. How does he come back? I don't know. I don't know if it's prequel, but he's too old for that. I don't know. I just think Sydney's going to die. I also think Dewey's going to die because he's lived far too long. Uh, or he might live to well, be the villain. It's also oh, uncomfortable to uh, see him and Courtney Cox together, knowing that they really don't. That's some bad for each other. Anymore. I don't know if they hate each other. I thought I read somewhere that they did, but I could be misinterpreting the facts. I mean, one could hope they get along because they have children, but mm. I mean, it's entirely possible they hate each other. So mm. we're about to get into the speech yeah, yeah. on uh, the rules. Not until Trading Places in 83. Jamie Lee was always the virgin in horror movies. She never showed her tits until she went legit. Tits! She afford a decent pair. What'd you say? What? That's why she always outsmarted the killer in the big chase scene. Only virgins can do that. Don't you know the rules? What rules? You don't... <laughs> Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Big no, no, big no. Dead man. Sex equals death. Okay, number two, you can never drink or do drugs. <laughs> they all cheers each other. The sin factor. The 
it's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever, under any circumstances, say, I'll, I'll be, be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? I'll be back. Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Oh! <laughs> what a, how, how edgy. How <laughs> cool. You end up dead. Okay, I'll see you in the kitchen with a knife. Only virgins can outsmart the killer in the big chasing. Oh, yeah, so my title for this is Little Bastards. <laughs> Are you talking about her tits? <laughs> <laughs> Little Bastard 1 and 2. I mean, the, the freeze frame that you put on there was just her taking off her bra. Yeah. So well, that, that's where my mind went, too. Yeah. Little Bastards. Oh, I know what this is. Find some old man. I like the music. That's Halloween. I know. That's why I like <laughs> Just it. Just making sure you knew. <laughs> that's one of, that's my favorite horror movie, day. I think. Oh, that's good. Who's got it hung from the goalpost on the football field? Solid, solid choice. Let's go over there before they pry him down. Hey. Whoa. Too hard. Hey. 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 These kids are fucking rude. Mm-hmm. So they just heard that their principal has been strung up. On the football field or something like that, and they're like, "Let's go see it before they take it but down." Who told them? Did the police give them a call? Like, so I don't I know. Will, but are they all psychopaths? Well, I will. <laughs> the I whole will town s- is <laughs> Teenagers, in particular, have not fully developed their sense of empathy, and so I think they don't think things rationally. And, and they were drunk. drunk. Yeah, yeah. Jinx. And drunk people but do crazy things, like see dead bodies, like flash people at parties. Oh my god. It's just, just not going to happen, man. It's, just never it's gonna not going to happen. happen. I'm not looking for it. I'm, say, I'm saying it's a definite thing Get that can't off happen. It, Zach. It's never going to happen. All right, fine. <laughs> oh, he looks all dejected now. It'll happen. <laughs> One day. <laughs> all right, so Mr. Scream is uh, trying to hurt main lady. Getting into the van, she's crawling through a little cubby. He's reaching around, opening the door. And he reached way. around. Give she's crawling around. out of the back. And, uh. Yeah, why would he go through the cubby hole? Yeah, Wouldn't why? he just go around the car? <laughs> yeah, it's very but odd. It also shows how stupid they are. If it's stew. And he yeah, was drinking. Stew is short for stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. Don't laugh at it. <laughs> okay, so we've got, uh, uh Deputy Doo Doo. Um, Dewey. All right, so listen. Okay. Is there a phone in your van? Yes. All right. Get in there. Call the sheriff for backup. He's literally at his police car. <laughs> there is a radio in it. <laughs> Use that. That would have been way quicker. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Well, no, but. Did, did he give her the keys to go into his police car and say, lock yourself in there? I think you said the van, her van, her news van. Maybe he thought it was more secure. I don't know. Maybe. But why couldn't he just stay there with her and like, hey, chief, bad stuff happened. Come quick. Because yes. now all of a sudden he wants to do his job. <laughs> he, Poorly. If there's people alive. He wants know. to save them. I didn't look for any of those basic things because I'm horrible, horrible at my job. job. <laughs> What's that even from? Scrubs. Oh, you already you already explained that, and yeah. I've already forgotten. <laughs> anyway, so that's all I wanted to criticize him one last time. That's fair. Um, I still love him though; he's a lovable fella. He's, he's just a doofy guy. He's just a deputy doo doo. Officer doofy. Deputy Jesus, we gotta get the fuck out of here! <laughs> Stop right there! 
shoot, it's me! I right. found him! She's dead! Question for you. Answer for you. All right, she's pointing a gun at them, and they're both still advancing anyway. Because mm-hmm. they don't think she's going to shoot him. She's a little bitch. So what would you do if you were her? I would shoot, I would shoot at their feet to make sure they knew. Yeah. Definitely at least f- discharge once. Well, I yeah. would shoot both in the leg. That way, it doesn't matter who which one's the killer. Both are down, so lock the door. I'm not going to... I thought about that, but you can also I hit mean, you a, hit, you can legal- hit an article. I mean, an artery. An article. <laughs> you can hit an artery. Legally, like, none of that's good. She shouldn't shoot at all, because the second you shoot a bullet, it, it enters a world of, like, her being in prison for some reason. Right, mm-hmm. but it also, if she doesn't, she might end up dead, so... Yeah, but law doesn't care about you being dead. But you will, you will, you'll care kidding, when you're alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably would have discharged to the ground so they knew that I was capable of firing it. Um, but I, I'm also not a person who foresees myself ever really firing a weapon. But if you were her, if I was her in that moment, and um, so uh, one of the things that I said about this scene is um, she made a good choice, um, you know, with the whole "fuck you both" thing because. Yeah. I wouldn't know who or what mm-hmm. to believe at this point. No. Yeah. Her mm-hmm. one theory was that it her was her boyfriend. And as far as she knows, he's dead. So. Yeah, he wasn't that great anyways. So it's true. Did despite any, what Rose McGowan said. So this is a question for you. Did everybody have their parents drive them here? Where's everyone's cars? Where is everybody's parents in general? Are well, they that's all it. out of town? Well, they, yeah. they all peeled out to go see the, the dead principal. So I think everyone left. Oh, yeah, because we do see them almost run over Gail and what's-his-face in their cars as they're going to see the principal. Well, what about these two fellas? Uh, um, well, one of them, is that's their house. Yeah, it's Stu's house. Okay, so the other one must have driven here. Hopefully still has a car. I would demand his keys. I mean, leave. Okay, so you're think. Okay, so <laughs> you're thinking that they can't figure out a car situation, and that's what worries you the most more than you think that somebody's going to show a titty at the party. No, no, no. I'm saying and it's more plausible that people don't have a ride home than it is. For oh, no, no. A titty no. To well, pop out. no, I'm saying that for uh, a practical thing to do, if you were in her situation, would be to say, "Give me your car keys. I'm taking your car and leaving. You guys can figure out who the killer is." I don't but care. One of, uh, but one, if one of them is the, ki- the killer and they overpower her, she's you can't leave too much time for them to do something. And she's having to make a snap decision, so I don't think she's thinking about things on that kind of level of clarity. I don't think. I mean, I don't think that's too big of a stretch. Just give me keys. I need. I need go. <laughs> give me keys. I got gun. <laughs> okay, I got gun. It's, I will it's go. Not the the Kevin <laughs> the Kevin rule where you know few words do. <laughs> <laughs> when few words do trick. <laughs> See, I still don't know if you're talking about seeing the world or Sea World. Sea World. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so fuck you both. I think that was a smart move on her part. Uh, yeah, absolutely. That that's the quote. I'm not telling my friends to fuck off. <laughs> no, she I hadn't. I hadn't t- taken it that way until you said something. Yeah, now I think she did. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, all right. So uh, I, I don't have any more timestamps. What do you guys have? I have one thirty fifty-five. I have one thirty-one. So I think we're both at the same part. Mine is the specific quote, which is a nod to Psycho. Surprise, Cindy. <laughs> See, now I don't know when you're doing it for real. <laughs> oh, now. What's the matter, Sydney? You look like you've seen a ghost. 
<laughs> Why are you doing this? Sell part of the game, Sydney. It's called Guess How I'm Gonna Die! Fuck you! We already played that game, remember? You lost. It's a fun game, Sydney. See, we ask you a question, and if you get it wrong, Booga! Booga! <laughs> Such an odd sound effect. You're crazy, both of you. This, this is where I want to pause. Because look how, like, hopefully they're, like, they're so is... cute together. I really think that Stu, like, had a thing for Billy. I think this is meant to be a homoerotic. He's a sensitive well, he, youth. He, yeah, he was all, far too sensitive. He was all up on uh, what's-his-face in the in the video store also. Yeah, right. he was playing with his earlobes. Yeah. I think he just loves men. I, you know, I think it's okay for him to love both. And he would do anything for this man, and this man taught him to I, kill people. I think, oh, right. I think they're really cute. To, like, this, like, it... They're cute together there. I would go to that wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I, what? No, I wouldn't. That's dangerous. I don't know what's going to happen there. Well, Maybe a titty will fall out. <laughs> Maybe a titty will fall out and someone accidentally recorded it. That, that will not happen at my wedding. No it's erroneous gonna, But there's titties. nothing wrong. Yeah. And, unless every if, if everyone's overage, it's fine. If a titty falls out and it gets recorded... It's Nothing's fine. wrong. If a not, titty falls in the woods, to say, <laughs> and no one's around recording, <laughs> <laughs> is it child abuse? Oh, God. Well, that's the whole point of it. Never mind. <laughs> so the quote that I was going at is about to happen. All right. I don't know. Tell that to Cotton Weary. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> It was fun. It was fun. No. Oh. 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 Why? Why did you kill my mother? Why? Why? You hear that, Stu? I think she wants a motive. It gets really mm. meta. I don't really believe in motive, Sid. I mean, did Norman Bates have a motive? No. Did they ever really decide why Hannibal Lecter liked to eat people? Don't think so. See, it's a lot scarier when there's no motive, Sid. So not necessarily Big Stew over here, but uh, <laughs> but Billy, sweet little Billy. He reminds me of uh, the guys in Funny Games. Oh yeah, I could see that. I don't remember. Funny Games. It's a, a home movie. invasion movie. Um, two guys just kind of come in and start torturing a family. Yeah, but they don't do it like they come in with like chains and mm -hmm. saws and things like they that. Come they come in with golf clubs. Yeah, they come in like they're like a, the strangers. Like they're a next door neighbor and they're like, hey, can we borrow this? And they just kind of never leave. And they kind of slowly gets a little bit more sinister every like five so minutes like or so. So like me moving into Chris's house. Exactly. <laughs> Except that you're <laughs> not Can't imagine torturing. what he was going through. Yeah. <laughs> you're not torturing anybody. No. no Depends on who you ask. Yeah. <laughs> Attention. Oh, what do we have behind door number three, Sydney? Daddy. Whoa. Hold it. That's enough. Guess we won't be needing this anymore. Uh -huh. And oh, look at this. Ring, ring. Won't need this. Got the ending figured out yet, Sid? Come on, Sidney. You think about it now, huh? Your daddy's the chief suspect. He cloned his cellular. Evidence is all right there, baby. What if your father snapped your mother's Wouldn't there be tapers, dude? Like, on him? Like, wouldn't they be able to find that? And also gunpowder residue on his hands. Yeah. Fingerprints well, everywhere. Himself in the head. And if that's not real, none of this is real. I thought of that. Watch this. Ready? Yeah. Yeah! I'm ready, baby! Hey, so this is kind of original. Get up! Yeah, man, get up! Hey! 
another one, man. Jesus. Oh, shit. My turn. Don't forget. Stay to the side and don't go too deep. You can see a little glimmer of them not trusting each other here. See, like, forensic science just doesn't go along with that because they see the angle of where the stab wounds came from and they know, like... Mm. <laughs> this is why kids are dumb. Kids no! shouldn't commit murders. Can't even plan it right. Wait till you're an adult to do a murder. <laughs> a little uh, bit more wise. Wait till you can empathize. <laughs> <laughs> So would it have been a good idea for them to have waited until the very end of the process to stab each other? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. Why why stab each other and make yourselves weaker before killing the, the before killing Sydney? Yeah. Before neutralizing all the threats. Right. You do that at the very end. You're there it's pr- it's it's premature. It's premature stabbing. Yeah. yeah, and it's also because when they go to kill her, their blood is gonna get all over her. Right. And it's like you are too weak. Like she can overpower you now. You're literally bleeding out. Yeah. They just got too excited. Well, that and, um, as you're saying with forensic science, though, I wonder if they thought it was more believable to have an earlier um, created wound to say, like, we were passed out at the time. Maybe. I was dead at the time. I was on the moon. With Steve. <laughs> Eddie Izzard. Always Eddie Izzard. Uh, so, did we have another timestamp, or do we want to One thirty-eight thirty-three. Hello. <laughs> oh, Stu, Stu, Stu. What's your motive? Billy's got one. The police are on their way. What are you going to tell them? Peer pressure. I'm far too sensitive. Just <laughs> <laughs> like your fucking mother. You gotta find me first. You can't the, the, the other boy. famous oh. lines right after this. Uh, you hit me with a phone, dick. <laughs> fuck around. He's got some issues. Did you really call the police? Did you really call the police? You made your sorry ass like. My mom and dad are I kind of feel like I don't feel bad for him, but like he's kind of just a pathetic character. He is. Yeah. He goes from being like kind of annoying and irritating to like absolutely pathetic. Yeah. You know? But uh, that that was all I had. All right. So I guess that's it. That's the end of the movie. So, Kaya, was this as good as you remembered? Always. Even better. Because I think the older I get, the more I, like, I hate everything. And so <laughs> it's refreshing to see something I love. <laughs> That's sweet. I think so, too. I think it's always just kind of a fun and entertaining film. I can agree with that. Has your uh, perspective on any of the issues in the movie, particularly filming children, uh, changed over the years? <laughs> I I think it depends on, like, what's happening in the world. Because, like, especially now, like, you want to relate things to, like, what's happening in society. And I think, like, this is this is a movie that will be good, like, it ages well. I think because it like it touches on mental health. It touches on like like police, police for being, being poorly fucking stupid, trained, yeah. not doing anything, just useless. That's a that's a good point. What did he do? Did the police manage to accomplish they have, anything? They have not done a single goddamn thing this entire movie. <laughs> what an indictment! <laughs> like seriously, if there isn't a better metaphor for this for, for what's happening now, it's this. Like yeah, deputy, what's his face? Deputy Whoopsie. I'm going to name right. him. Uh, he didn't. He forgot that there was a radio in his car. Right, and it's and he still got to be a deputy after bungling all of this. <laughs> well, and he eventually becomes like the head of the police right. force. He's you like know? The he sheriff. failed up. He failed up. It's just, but I think like Scream is so great because it set the tone for '90s horror. After that, and it kind mm. of created it created the formula. Mm. 
So, so can you think of a uh, an imitator for Scream? Was there an imitator for Scream after that? I mean, like, there's the TV show and there's Scream Four, of course. But I think, well, like, I uh, I know what you did last summer. I think tried to be Scream like mm. in a way, maybe maybe less comedic. Did mm. that come out before Scream or after Scream? I think after. I think you're right. I definitely mm. think so. And I think because it kind of sets the oh, like the jock, the like the the popular girl and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, as far as like an imitator, I think every kind of like teenage horror movie kind of tries to be scream at this point. Yeah, I know what you did last summer was '97, so wow. like a year later, they might have been filming it when this came out. So uh, honestly, what what I wrote down um, when I was rethinking about it now um one of the biggest things that have changed for me is my perception of hollywood and in particular harvey weinstein Mm. um because when kai and i were listening to rose mcgowan like do a recount of how she felt um in hollywood and the misconduct um that weinstein did um seeing his name just flash on movies that i enjoyed Mm. yeah it, it kind of makes me feel guilty and ponder about what other scandals are surrounding this film that I'm not even aware of or well, like with anything, like it's like, I can't watch anything with Kevin Spacey in it anymore. Cause it's just, it's horrible. Like, Oh, yeah. it's bad. And it's, can we like anything anymore without well, yeah. painting it? I mean, at least we don't see Weinstein's face. Like, it, yeah. But. And I think they're taking his name off of like I think they're going back and retroactively taking Weinstein Company and stuff out of things. If I'm not, I could be completely wrong about that. And just I wonder if there's a legal reason they couldn't do that. Well, like there's an ethical. I think that would be good if they could do that, but I don't know if they can legally. I know in a lot of contracts, like you don't want to put in something like there's like a clause in a lot of contracts where it's like if like if the name becomes harmful to the brand, mm-hmm. you can remove it or something like right, that. I right. might have just pulled that out of my ass. Who knows? But so- it sounds like, reasonable. It sounds legitimate to me, yeah. and I've seen it before. So it's like, Industries will often yeah. do crazy things to protect right. themselves. So Harvey yeah. Weinstein has been harmful to the Weinstein brand now, so it's taken yeah. all out. Yeah. Well, especially and just hearing Rose McGowan personally recount her suffering. That was... Yeah. That, that was well, also painful, ha- having you know? having the aggressor either not acknowledge it or apologize has to like so if someone did apologize, how long should they sit in a a state of not being able to come back from that? Well, and that's the other thing with Rose in particular was how much um, people denied or didn't listen or were willing to hmm. like a, a lot of the victims with Weinstein or even with Maxwell and Epstein like they deny 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 and how much of that just drives you crazy with people denying what you went through and i did Mm. not mean for this to take such a serious turn i apologize well it's fine um well so did anything else uh change i in terms of if, if as if we could create this movie like in this era, I think something that would change is one, the creepiness of the men in general, <laughs> yeah. other than the murderers, but also like the way they talk about Sydney's mother, I find to be very like this woman was murdered and you're still going around calling her a whore. Like she was raped and murdered. Yeah. That they like, they, they kind of lightly touched on it as if it weren't a big deal. That's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And I don't think they could do that 
today. Like, I don't think that would go over well. So, well, what specific character are you talking about? Because if it was the cheer... the whole town. The, all, yeah. the way they all discuss Sydney's mother. It's like, like she's Like the still cheerleader did it. Um, well, because the cheerleader I could buy. And I think that could still be in a, in a movie. Like, just some character being a complete asshole. Billy did it. Yeah. Uh, just, just the way they refer to it. I guess, like, calling her a slut all the slut time. She, like, yeah. oh, she obviously deserved to get raped and murdered because she seemed, was morally loose. The yeah. fact that it seemed to be the consensus of the whole town. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, like, it's a great storyline and motive, but at the same time, it's like I don't think we could. It's kind of like the first season of The Office. We still we can't put scarlet letters like on people, though. We, yeah. we absolutely, as a society, still put scarlet letters on oh, women. Oh, absolutely. And so I, but I think how they approached it would be different. But yeah. I think there would be some sort of allusion, like alluding to the fact that she was a scarlet marked woman but i think it i think it aged well like i don't think there's yeah. any like mm-hmm. issues with it that's like oh yeah that didn't that didn't age well except for f- the fawns grabbing the the, the it's just creepy it's such an intimate place to touch somebody and i don't know if that was even was that acceptable for the time or was that no, even no. weird when it came no, out no that it's was weird don't when touch that. me <laughs> yeah no educators should not touch children oh so now you're on board <laughs> I was never on board with touching children. Oh, okay. What the hell, Zach? Her tune has changed. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, so, (laughs) Kaya, what do you think this film did to contribute to cinema? It's like, it set the formula for teen horror movies. Like, we, like, nothing will be as good as Scream. But they they strive for it in every movie. So do you think that this is, I know you said that this is your favorite. Is this your favorite uh, horror movie? Yes. Do you think it's the best horror movie? That's a slightly different question. No, I would not say it's the best horror movie, but I don't know. I mean, like, if, like, it depends on, like, what kind of standard you're looking for. If you're looking for something absolutely terrifying, like, jump out. Mm. No, this isn't it. I would say, like, the best horror movie done in that, like, is scary. I would say Psycho. That's fucking, that's fucking scary, man. That's mm. a good answer. Um... Although I saw that for the first time, maybe it was at the apartment. So I don't know. Five, I saw it six for the first time ago. two weeks ago. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And you were still scared and such? Well, the first time I saw it, I saw the Vince Vaughn version, which oh, is a no. terrible what? thing. No. There's a Vince Vaughn psycho? Oh, it's yeah. awful. It's terrible. It, so, so you know the whole thing that I always say is that I don't want something completely spoon-fed to me? Mm-hmm. So one of the original scenes in Psycho, uh, he's looking at uh, Vivian Lee through um, the uh, people. But he's not doing anything but looking. Yeah, and that like- that is creepy. Vince Vaughn, they made masturbate. And so What a Vince Vaughn thing to do. Yeah. Well right? <laughs> all the time he is. But so to me, giving him a reason to be peeping yeah. made it less scary than him just being like watching well, it's the same reason like why i can like i love rob zombie but i hate the rob zombie halloween movies because it gives michael myers like a motive and a backstory and i don't yeah. want to know any of that what we have in the original movie in the beginning scene is all i need to know the not knowing is creepy just right. knowing that he is a void yeah so i saw the uh, the uh rob zombie version before i saw the original mm. so i like i kind of like the rob zombie one i don't think it's as good as the original but I, I kind of liked it just because it, it felt like the violence in it felt very... It's too edgy for me. I mean, and I love Rob Zombie movies, but that one, I, th- those ones I can't stomach. I didn't see the sequel, so I don't know if they're any good. But... I also don't like how much animal abuse was in the Rob Zombies. 
I didn't finish it all the way through, so I don't. Oh, really? I saw it in the I theater. Not, actually, I could not finish watching it. Oh. So uh, I, I personally think that um, the other thing that it contributed was that this is the first instance I recall of a very self-aware horror movie. Yep, that's actually the same note that I took. Yeah, yeah. Um, it just it hearkened to so many tropes, and that I thought was really entertaining. Yeah, I mean, and they were totally like uh, self-aware when they had the video of Halloween going on, and he's like, "Just look behind you." Yeah, and, and Mister Scare or uh, Scream was behind him. Mister Scare, Mister Ghostface, <laughs> and there were several moments like that. I thought that was kind of cute. So, yeah, do you think this was the first one that was kind of meta in that way? I mean, it's the first one that I remember. I, I'm not saying it's the first one, but I don't, I don't know. Like, this is the first one that kind of talked about the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's definitely tapping into, um, cause there was teen horrors, you know, like all, all the, um, Friday the 13th and Halloween, like those are all teen slasher films and mm-hmm. teen murder movies and, um, even, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. But I think this is the first one who gave the rules. See, it's like, see, Kevin Bacon had the sexy times and this is why you can't have sex and survive a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. It gave the final girl rules also. If you show your boobs, you're getting... Going down the tubes. (laughs) There you go. I like it. I love it. All right. So uh, are we ready to go to the Rhodes Award Ceremony? Okay. Uh, So, Kaya, just so you know, uh, we have the rose and the thorn. The rose is to the person who actually moves the story along. Not necessarily just the hero, but the, the... the person who really moves the story and is entertaining and is the best character. The thorn goes to the person that, not necessarily a bad guy, but someone who slows the the story or is just not holding their weight with acting or... Um, just screwing up in some kind of way. Yeah. So the rose, I think, would go to Randy because he, he lays out the rules, provides comedic relief, and... I, he's just a genuinely great character. And then I think I would the second place would go to Dewey, just for him being an innocent doofus. But I think Randy gets gets the rose. I think he's he's the underdog, you know? I can be on board with you, Randy. So I've actually given my thorn to Deputy Duty. <laughs> because he's not a bad guy, but he's a terrible cop. He's a and, bad cop. So probably none of the, the end stuff, the end murders would have happened if he were just doing his job right. Yeah. Um, so I have to give my, my thorn to him, but I won't reveal my rose yet. Okay. So um, my rose I gave to Stu, Matthew Lillard, uh, just because he really committed to the character he created. <laughs> I just really thoroughly enjoyed his performance. Um, and by the end, he was the most sympathetic villain. Um, my thorn actually went to Gail Weathers and Dewey. It was a tie. Uh, Gail Weathers, just because, God, what a bitch. And um, <laughs> Officer Dewey, what a maroon. He was a maroon, wasn't yeah. he? <laughs> yeah. Such a maroon. I think for my thorn, my number one is the parents in this town, because oh. where the fuck are the parents? Hey, yeah. See, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. And then number two is Tatum, because I just think she's trash. Mm. Uh, I, I like Tatum. She's, she was all right. She provided, what she, she, she provided what she was there for, was to be the kind of like bitchy popular girl. But at the same time, she's just a terrible fucking friend. Uh. Terrible friend. <laughs> the parents, I don't know if I would give it to them because they weren't a character in the movie. But, yeah, but that's kind of why lack they're of character. Like, that's lack kind of character. Of the, the, the void. The, yeah. the void is what we would give it to where their parents should <laughs> the be. Void. The rose, the thorn and the void. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave my rose to uh, Sydney. 
because she's the final girl. But be, she used good sense, and she got the best of the the killers at the end. Mm-hmm. And even uh, in the middle of the movie, when she was getting attacked, she avoided uh, getting attacked and uh, figured out what's his face real quick. Yeah, Billy. So I thought she displayed some good sense and judgment in a movie where the archetype for the female characters usually rejects those sorts of attributes. Well, I would make an argument that Sydney is not the final girl of the movie, but Dewey is because he's still a virgin. And he is—he stays alive throughout all the movies, and Sydney does too. But do we he, know that he's a virgin? Just I mean, look at him. Yeah, that guy's a virgin. Nobody. <laughs> just look that. at his mustache. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> just look sorry, at him. Sorry, I—I—I <laughs> I, I, I take it back. Thinking. I take it back. Him having sex is as plausible as a tit falling out at a party. <laughs> look, tits fall out at parties. The it's world's just... an imperfect place. <laughs> But I would argue that he's the ultimate final girl because he does not sustain as much damage as Sydney does in these movies. That's mm. interesting. I like that as a theory. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to Wesley Cravens. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. Either a seance or something. Yeah, I've got a Ouija board. Oh, fuck that. I'm getting out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he would definitely talk to people on Ouija boards. Uh, don't yeah, you think? I would think so. Yeah. It's his, it's on brand for him. Exactly. <laughs> so let's get into our ratings. All right. Hang on. Aren't we laughing at me? I can never tell. No, we're giving applause for the awards that we just gave out. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So uh, I, for the genre rating, I called it a slasher comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you had to give it a rating out of 10 for slasher comedy, what do you think you would do? 10? Well, I wouldn't call it a comedy per se. I'm going to go with like an 8 out of 10. I said 7 out of 10. Which is, when you think about it in the grand scheme of the world, like if we're saying 10 is perfect... Seven's respectable. For a, yeah, for a slasher comedy, could it be a better slasher comedy? I guess there could be more comedy. Yeah, I would say there'd have to be like more Tucker comedy. and Dale versus Emil. Yeah, that's yeah. a ten out of ten slasher. Or comedy. or the babysitter. But that's not even like a. Sl- I guess there was a slasher in Tucker and Dale. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> they were slashering themselves. Yeah, for most <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, I love that movie so much. All right, so for slasher comedy, I gave it a six point five out of ten. Okay. Wow, brutal. But I, I, that's just because there wasn't a whole lot of comedy. Somebody showed a tit at that party. 10 out of 10. <laughs> that's why it's the point five taken off. So Directing? What do you think? 10 out of 10. Wes Craven is a legend. 10 out of 10. Right. It would be like if you said that wasn't a 10 out of 10, like you are despicable. Well, like, I think you, are, but, you are like spewing uh, on the grave of Wes, <laughs> Wesley Craven. I think that I'm both. I'm about to be despicable. Allison and I are both going to be despicable. <laughs> oh. I kind of don't want to say what my rating is now. I've never felt intimidated by a guest before. I'm upset now. Well, uh, Chris was intimidating me the whole time for liking uh, Stanley Kubrick and for liking Quentin Tarantino. Okay, well, Quentin Quentin Tarantino is a hack, but... (laughs) All right, well, I'll uh, defend him again. Stanley Kubrick is great, so... So let's just skip directing and go to writing. Nope, directing, no, what I are want, you doing? I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> Won't you tell me? Sorry, go ahead. What, what, what's your uh, d- director rating? Seven out of ten. Seven out That's of ten. That's fine. It's not like it's a three. Zach, I'm looking at you now. What are you about to do? What, well, what you said if, you, if it wasn't a ten hat? out of ten, you're going to beat us up. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to beat you up. Just Wesley Cravens is upset. <laughs> He'll let me know when I talk to him on the Ouija. <laughs> Sounds like a Discord server. <laughs> on the Ouija. I'm going to get on the Ouija. So uh, I gave it a uh, 
Five out of ten. Wow, get the fuck out of your own house. Just <laughs> 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 Five out of ten. And I is I, it because you just now are seeing this movie, or is it because? Well, I saw it as a little baby boy, but I don't really remember any of it, so I had to watch it again, and I, it was like watching it for the first time. And no, I, I, I think a 5 out of 10 rating from my scale isn't a bad rating. What gets a 10 out of 10 for you? Like the best. So everything right, lives so on the names, same spectrum. So what, what's, what's the best? Well, again, so it's when you just put me on the spot, you go for the archetype. <laughs> so your godfathers and things like that. I wouldn't argue. Well, Godfather 1 maybe. The rest are garbage. Well, I haven't seen the other ones. I've only seen one. Mm-hmm. What, what's a 10 out of 10 horror movie for you? I don't think we've unearthed one yet. Wow. I certainly haven't. On the show. Yeah, I haven't yeah. rated one a 10 out of 10. Well, I mean, but okay, so I give them uh, critical ratings and heart, uh, and heart ratings. So there are, there are some that I think are brilliant and I love them and I would give them like a 9 or 10 out of 10. But critically, I wouldn't. And so I, see. I, I, I see. try to separate these things. Okay. So I don't know, for directing? Oh, Shining. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll, 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 yeah. The Absolutely. Shining. Yeah. The Shining. He's got yeah. the Shining. He's got the shinning. <laughs> there should have been a character with an accent like that. There's there going sh- because that's straight from The Simpsons. That's yeah, not even that's a <laughs> movie. <laughs> Quiet boy, do you want to get sued? <laughs> uh, so writing. What would you give it? Ten out of good ten. Lord. Nothing about this movie is wrong. Tens, tens, tens across the board. All right, Allison. I gave it a seven. <laughs> I gave it a five. That, I mean, thinking. I when we go to the acting part, I have some words, but I think that could also be due to the writing. So maybe I'll lower it to a nine point five. Okay, all okay. Right. So slightly imperfect, slightly but imperfect. only slightly, only slightly. So that brings us to acting. Acting. You have to when you say it. They, they, don't, also, know, they don't know that I'm making a hand gesture or not. It's like but when we you're do. smiling, it reaches your voice in your eyes. It does not. <laughs> it, it does, does too. <laughs> So, Sam is smiling right now. You can hear it. Ew. What's smizing? happening over there? She sounds constipated, doesn't she? Rude. Can you sound <laughs> constipated? I just heard it. Like squeezing. Like, like, do, you, like do you hear the thing <laughs> right, so coming out? Guys, like, all right. So we're going to go quiet, outside. and <laughs> Is the quiet void the constipation? <laughs> <laughs> doesn't this sound constipated? No, so if I, if I, yeah, let's, it sounds like you have a hernia. The, uh, hernia in my bowels. <laughs> Herniated bell. You're going to drop an O-ring. <laughs> All right, so this has acting. been the filthiest co- uh, <laughs> episode so far. So acting. thank you for coming on to lower You're the welcome. tone. I love it. <laughs> I, always, I always lower the standards of everything I do. All right. So uh, acting, what would you give it? I would say, so for Nev Campbell's, I think everybody did a good job. But for Nev Campbell, I think she had really good one-liners that she really missed the mark on. She either talked too quietly or she talked too low or just sounded cringy. And I think she was trying too hard. It was, it was very Kristen Stewart. Twilight line for me. Interesting. Line. Yeah. So <laughs> the riff tracks for that. So you said that uh, part of your problem was that sometimes she said her lines too low. Too low or too quickly? Like, like you know, like when you when there's a great line, you should hit it right so that it like it resonates. Like people like are like, wow, that's awesome. And like the the words sounded great, but the way she like effectuated the words sounded terrible. She can be a very breathy actress. Like in the craft, she was kind of breathy. Yeah, but she was bitchy in the craft. She did a great job in the craft. Ten out of ten on that. But this, I'm just kind of like, uh, you're a little too whiny and just not doing this right. To quote uh, Gus from Psych, movies, I might have been a little pitchy. <laughs> well, 
because she she does better in the other movie. She really comes into the character in like two, three, four. I don't I don't like to consider four part of the Scream movies. To be honest, oh why? It's have you seen it? Uh uh-uh. Uh, I haven't seen any of this. Oh, I saw I mean, part of the one that was about a movie set or something. It's, yeah, that's three. Mm-hmm. It's like it's fun if you want it to be, but I don't consider it canon because I think it's just silly. Too silly. Yeah, it's too silly. Does it seem like it kind of crossed the threshold into being a spoof of itself? I think so. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah it it wasn't my favorite in the franchise. Uh, I think one is still the the best. Two is fine. Three is my favorite after one. Really. Mm. I think you're the only one I know who said that. What, so that's that's the one. About, <laughs> that's the one with the movie <laughs> with set. The movie set yeah. So what was the second story? They're in college, right? Yeah. Okay. And then she finds out she's got a brother. All right. So that was acting. Well, did you give your acting, Allison? Six out of ten. Six. I'm uh, I'm going for a five again. Mm, fives across the board. Yeah. Except for slasher comedy, I gave that a six point five. All right, so for your real rating, so this is your critical rating, your overall rating for the whole movie. This like encompasses if you were everything, Ebert. and this is your critical, not your love, but your critical rating. What would you give it out of ten? Okay, I maybe say a seven out of ten. Okay, seven out of ten overall critical rating. Yeah. All right, Allison. I gave mine a five out of ten from a critical perspective, which will be different than my heart perspective. I gave it five out of ten for then my. Why critical. are you putting the? <laughs> Two fingers. This is, no, this is the Roman V. Oh. oh, that's actually no. I was trying to throw you off each time, but it, it also makes sense. That was stupid. <laughs> so, heart rating. What does your heart say? I think uh, I know. Ten out. No, fifteen out of ten. Fifteen out of ten. This is it's unprecedented. Breaking the scales. It's like just so lovable. You want to love every character in there except for Sydney's mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, also uh, Angelina Jolie's. Uh, I mean, gri- grippy. What, what's her? Damn it, Courtney Cox. Nope, uh, blonde. Rose McGowan. Rose McGowan. Angelina Jolie. Where'd that what? come from? Yeah. I, well, no, no. Just, uh, Rose McGowan. <laughs> <laughs> Rose McGowan. You said. I thought you said you didn't like her character. I don't. No, I didn't like. I don't like Tatum. I'm not a fan. I think I like. I respect the idea of Tatum, but I don't like. <laughs> I don't like Tatum. Okay. So what do you mean you respect the idea of her character? Because it's always good to have a bitchy friend, right? It's all, but she's here, here. There's being a bit like, like I am the bitchy friend to to Allison, but I deeply care for Allison. And if someone's trying to murder her, I would take care of her. Tatum is a bitchy friend and she does not care if someone's trying to murder her friend. Or take care of her. She drew a line over her neck. I wouldn't take you to a party during like a slasher serial killer outbreak. This is also like the reason we've only seen each other like now during the pandemic. Right, exactly. I care for her health and safety and Tatum's like, let's get drunk and not show her tits at a party (laughs) (laughs) okay so your heart rating is 15 out of 10 15 out of 10 that is crazy all right so allison mine still stays at seven seven out of ten for the heart rating Mm -hmm. which contrasts with your five out of ten for the uh, critical rating Mm -hmm. all right my heart rating five out of (laughs) ten hey i got it right he put up 10 fingers that time that's crazy (laughs) Uh, yeah, I thought it was, uh, kind of middle of the road across the board, my emotions toward it. Like it was fun. It wasn't scary. There were a couple of moments that were a little bit suspenseful. I got one jump out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to think one which whole w- jump. <laughs> I'm trying to think which part it was. Okay. The mask. Uh, no, it was just Dewey screaming. 
Actually, it might have been the mask. I can't remember. It might have been when he held up the mask to the door That's for exact. some so reason. With that <laughs> it made no sense to happen. Him. Made no sense to have happened. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. But I liked it. I thought it was uh, quite good. Quite good. I'd watch it again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if someone had a gun to my head. Oh, okay. and, well, and that was uh, aggressive. And yeah. other situations well, as well, Zach probably. Is really aggressive. I know. No, I mean, if someone uh, had it on and refused to hand over the click, I think <laughs> the I would. Click. The click, the remote? Oh, that, the movie the click, click by Adam Sandler? <laughs> also a good movie. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Get the fuck out of your own house again. <laughs> Just kidding. It wasn't. Uh-huh. You're, you're, but your eyes are saying yes, it is. <laughs> my eyes are don't try to read my eyes. Yeah, it's much better to get an honest reaction from Zach by reading his nostril flares. Oh, his he's flaring a lot. I'm, <laughs> I'm really hiding my flares. How do you feel about Samwise Gamgee and Click being the lifeguard slash? Oh yeah, that was that was a little weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. but you know he can he can turn his hand to many different types of and characters. Shoot, he was so. in Fifty First Dates too. Yes, he was. Wasn't he like some sort of jockey dude? I think he was a brother, Drew Barrymore's yeah. brother, mm-hmm. and kind of like a buff guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Next time on the RTR, we are, as stated before, breaking with our convention. And are you ready to reveal the movie that we're breaking convention with for? I am. We will be watching The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Wait, Zach, have you not seen The Conjuring? Uh, no. Oh, you are in for a treat. A treat. I've seen the second one. So let's let's it's cue up the trailer. Oh, really? Yeah, playing the trailer. So playing the trailer. I've heard different things from different people. I've heard Chris people said say on that the last one that he preferred the. I know we fight about this often. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I I think that the first wound. one is the best, and the first ten minutes is the best. Annabelle. Right. It's nine eighteen. We're headed down into the cellar where the door is just opened on its own. Where the door is just open. I love him. That's Nymeria, not the, not the trailer. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. What are you guys? Well, we've been called ghost hunters, paranormal researchers. But we prefer to be known simply as Ed and Lorraine Warren. You couldn't tell by the music. It takes place in the 70s. Get right this one is so disturbing. They've kept it locked away. There's something horrible happening in my house. The clock stopped working. It's November 1st, 1971. I'm sitting here with Carolyn Perrin, who, with her family, has been experiencing supernatural occurrences. You picking up anything in here, hon? Something awful happened here, Ed. What is it? Whatever Lorraine sees, feels, touches, it takes a toll on her. A little piece each time. You have a lot of spirits in here, but there's one that I'm most worried about because it is so hateful. The spirit of our Lord. That's not going to help. This thing has latched itself to your family. Father, we've never seen nothing like this. I'm coming with you. No way. I can't lose you. There's a lady in a dirty nightgown that I see in my dreams. (laughs) Dirty nightgown. Dirty filthy. (laughs) 
standing yes. behind you. Ugh. Children. <laughs> Look what you did. <laughs> All right, so uh, is this uh, is this a happy movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a comedy. It's another horror comedy. Sweet. What would you give it as a nostalgia rating? So the first time you saw it, I know it's a very modern movie. Wait, but Scream? No, uh, no, The Conjuring. Country. Oh. If you can think back to the first time you saw it, what do you, what do you remember feeling about it? First time I saw this in theaters, I think I was on a first date. Aww. So I don't think fondly. So I saw it in the theaters, um, and when I was leaving, it was dark and rainy out. It was already kind of a spooky fall evening. And leaving the movie theater... Um, as I'm driving, a spider slowly lowers itself, like, right in front of me as I'm getting onto a very busy highway. Oh, boy. It was uh, almost several deaths. Uh, I love them. <laughs> I mean, she I loves love sharks. Them. I mean, she really loves Well, them. they also do Insidious, and I don't know if the movies connect yet, but I have a feeling they will. Oh, I thought they well, did. Well, it's... I don't. I don't think they will. What about the Annabelle movies? Do those connect? Those are in the well. The Annabelles are part of the yeah. Okay. Annabelle, La Llorona, the um, Nun, the Nun. Those the are Nun all. was a terrible movie. Did I see the Nun? I don't know. I hope not. Did. I saw it when I was by myself. Well, the did the Conjuring two have a nun running around doing stuff? Yeah. Okay, so I think I just saw that. Yeah, because yeah. they they yeah, allude to it, her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember the Nun, and I remember what they call him, like the TikToky man. Yeah, that's the second one. The uh, mm. yeah, the 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 crooked man. Yeah. yeah, the crooked man who walked a crooked mile. He sure did. Anyway, did you decide what you would give it as a nostalgia rating? I would give it like an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I mean, because it's it's it's. I think something that was that's been lacking in our like day and age is like a really good scary movie, mm. and that opened that up because those are good scary movies. Yeah, the second one was pretty scary. I'd say. Yeah, so I, I actually changed my score to a 7.5 out of 10. It was originally a 6.5. What made you change it? The more I thought about it, the more I liked it. There was just something about this movie that just hit on so many good creepy notes. Now, what I think you will find um, problematic or have a hard time with is I know you don't necessarily like the religious aspect of horror movies, like especially for um, exorcist kind of films. I just think it's overdone. That's all. Yeah. Well, so you cannot eliminate the element of um, religion within this film. Yeah. So I think that's going to be the part that will either make or break it for you. Yeah, but, but that's you also can't eliminate religion from exorcism because the yeah. whole yeah the, the whole you can't have one with a religious yeah. ceremony. Yeah, unless you had a creative writer who came up with their own mythology, their own spirituality, like Velocipaster. Yes, <laughs> just like surprisingly similar to that. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> yep. So with that, I, I think that's that's. Unless you have any closing remarks, do you have any uh, social media you'd like to promote? Absolutely Kyle? not. But thank you for being here. <laughs> for letting me be here today. You're we welcome. Having you. Yes, you've been a fantastic guest. I think this is our longest recording yet. Ah. Yeah, we've been here for five hours. Yeah, well, four. <laughs> we've been recording for four. Oh, have you been here longer than that? <laughs> I've been here forever. Oh, God, you've always I've been here. Secretly, yeah, she, she hasn't left. Your roommate is getting quite tired of her I've being I've been here for like two years, Zach. I never left living here. <laughs> oh, my God. So you've just been wearing a Josh mask this whole time? Who's Josh? He's the guy the who roommate. lives downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> What's downstairs? 
You spent so much time in his closet and you haven't introduced yourself. To Josh? He's a good guy. You're going to love him. Well, I was upstairs. Oh, you've been in the attic, I see. All right. Well, thank you for listening (laughs) to this episode of Rose Tinted Reels. I've been your co-host, Zachary Duncan. I've been Allison. Our uh, theme music was created by Julian Crowhurst. Thank you, Julian. All right. We'll see you next time.